Stephen. Uh, as we were trying to find some like topics to discuss earlier in the year, uh, I had pitched to you um, if we ever do Pacific Rim, mm. that I came across some other movies, some knockoff films. That's right. Called Atlantic Rim. <laughs> Is that the one you watched for the show today? Well, that's what I want to talk to you mm-hmm. about. Right. So uh, my idea was uh, because Atlantic Rim and Atlantic Rim, uh, whatever the the sub uprising, mm-hmm. I think has the same subtitle as the second oh, Pacific Rim movie. Stole that straight they away. Took, yeah, that's easy. Um, I, they were both on Tubi, I think. Oh, okay. And I thought, oh, this will be fun. I'll, I'll start like watching these. So I started watching one after we got done recording last weekend. Oh, wow just to like kind of cram. I made it like 15 minutes into this movie. I was like, this is not worth it. <laughs> They're not even good that, like, right? Oh my God. I've watched some like hot ass fucking garbage for mm-hmm, this podcast mm-hmm. before. I love to stunt watch stuff just to report back on it. Right. I couldn't do it. There's not enough time. Just that bad. I, yeah. I, I've recently crossed the four decade line mm-hmm. on this earth. And I, I feel like the grim reaper is just <laughs> breathing on my neck. He's so tapping like, his watch. Not, not worth it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Living on borrowed time from my accident last year. But I was like, I, I'm not going to put myself through this. It's not worth That's it. To smart. Like sit th- it's just, it was just so bad. And not even like fun bad right. to to wade through all of that stuff. It's you not know? even sin bad. It's not, not even sin bad. No. no, no, no. Um, I so wondered, though. I, I've never seen him. Don't. Yeah, don't even bother. You go. Don't even bother, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so... Yeah, I made it 16 minutes, and it's just corny. It looks terrible. Right. Acting is bad. Special effects are bad. And I think we had talked about this on air on the last episode. I, I can't quite remember. But um, so Atlantic Rim is a 2013 direct-to-DVD release from The Asylum. Mm-hmm. Have you heard of The Asylum? They are the type that do these. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah they're the uh, company that produced the Sharknado films. So it's that level of quality. But maybe less so. I was going to say, at least Sharknado has some some fans out there, right? Like that whole series. Right, like yeah. I've tried to watch it. It's still not it's still not bad enough to be good to me. Uh, yeah. It's still just like really like the effects are horrible. And the acting is, is just too bad. But at least that mm-hmm. one has some sort of, you know, uh, fun to it. And this these other ones, though, like I, I, I'm glad you said 2013. I was looking it up, too. And this was actually released before Pacific Rim. Yep. Yep. <laughs> that's that's <wild>. correct. <laughs> so I had looked at it some more and the asylum will do this. They'll like hear about a movie that's being made. Sounds like it's going to be profitable. So they put together these different movies mm-hmm. that are similarly sounding and they, yeah, they drop them on Damn. DVD like just before this comes out or the, the, the blockbuster comes right, out. Right. right. Just to like catch some like drift from the sales of that movie. So it's like free writing. It's drift I think compatible. The that I saw. Dri- Absolutely. Oh my God. Hell yeah. Um, <laughs> but it's, these movies are referred to as a mockbuster. I love that title. <laughs> I've never heard that term before. It's so fucking spot on. Uh, the guy who runs the asylum, uh, he doesn't like that. He prefers to call them like spinoffs. That's but too like, bad. We all, we all fucking know. We're, we're not going to call it that, dude. They're not spinoffs. No. This is not Frasier. <laughs> <laughs> can't just it's say it. Fra- it's Frazier, oh, Stephen. Oh, Frazier. my God. Oh, my Yeah. Yeah. That's what they call it. Um, but, uh, yeah, so 
it, it just kind of fascinated me that that's their whole business plan, right? right? Until they they kind of hit on these weird uh, animal related disaster movies like Sharknado, Shark, Sharktopus, Lavalangela, that type of thing. Oh yeah, and uh, they made those movies for a while. They they might still. I don't know. I, but, yeah, I don't know if they're still putting these out. I don't pay attention to them mostly. Yeah, they had know? one that came out uh, around the time of the Transformers movie called Transmorphers. Right. <laughs> and uh, I feel like I remember that coming out. Evidently, it was just the the hottest parts possible garbage, but mm-hmm. um. The the quote I read from the guy is like, oh, yeah, like a lot of other movie studios would put out, you know, spinoff movies, but they would be more subtle about it. At, at least we're trying to be upfront about it. But like all that to say, we would still uh, we're still telling our own original story about these uh, robots. And it's like, dude, no, you're not. <laughs> you're not. Because how much of the story titled- did you get in the 15 minutes? Uh, Almost none. It's mm. it's. Uh, I, I couldn't even remember. My brain right. just tried to like scab over that memory. <laughs> it's just like the most cheesy looking uh, people. I think uh, Tretch from Naughty by Nature was one of the actors. Yeah. yeah. But uh, and he was like one of the better actors. Uh-huh. In it. Uh, but I think I've seen him in, in stuff before. But um, all that to say, I uh, it's it's not worth it. I, I'm sure there's like an audience that gravitates toward these movies because of your mother being yeah, yeah. <laughs> she has no idea they're all the same and and that's probably their business plan you know right? it's like it somebody is, rents the movie on accident on demand or whatever or totally. goes to a video store it's like oh yeah i heard about this movie coming out oh it's already out on video let me go ahead and rent it or for christmas your in-law gets you uh Webman instead of Spider-Man or some oh, shit yeah. like that. You know, oh, I love Webman though. Webman, yeah, he's pretty great. What's his power? He uses the internet. <laughs> oh, that's oh, okay. It's just that meme of that like kid from the nineties, like thumbs up, like yeah. Oh, you mean Brent just... Rambo, Stephen? Put some respect on that Brent's <laughs> oh, name, Stephen. I'm so sorry. Yeah, he's one of us. Very protective. <laughs> he would never be in one of these movies. He would never. No, he got the power. I do believe that uh, you're right, that it is, it's more about them tricking people. That's what I don't like about it. It's not them even capitalizing on the fact that these other blockbusters are out there. It's that they are trying to get people to be like, I I remember there's like a monster movie and it had Rim in the title. Hell yeah, it, dude. Yeah, it did. It was, yeah. oh, I definitely didn't rent any movies called R- R- Rimming in it. I never would. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, and you just pick it up real quick at Walmart or like on, on demand, like you said, and you just go with it. Would that movie have been called... Uh, uh, S. Uh, wait, hold on. Fuck. Aslantlick <laughs> rim job. Oh yeah, yeah, nailed it. Hell yeah. <laughs> that was joke formation as it happens, folks. I I had it in my head, and then I as I was like trying to like pause, <laughs> I had to wait. What was it called? You're like, oh, wait, fuck, like, I fucked it up. More? Yeah. Again, head injury. You can't be blamed yeah. for it. It's not your fault. Um, I can't. Yeah, I'm glad that you you tried to stunt watch though because I I would never give this a shot. I really yeah. I know it's not for me. There's a certain I feel like the bad movies that I like that are good are not meaning to be bad. And I feel like we've said this before and other people have about like nobody sets out to make a bad movie. It's not necessarily right. true. I don't think these people set out to make a bad <laughs> movie, but I don't think they set out to make a good movie. I think they they know exactly what they're making. Yeah, they're trying and to make a profit. Paycheck. 
Yeah, exactly. There you mm-hmm. go. And the people involved, like there's a name uh, I recognize sort of it's Graham Greene in this. And I looked him up and I was like, yeah. oh, yeah, he's like uh, uh, he does a lot of indigenous movie like movie roles and stuff. And I was like, I've seen him in those. And he's actually can be good in things. He was not but, good uh, in this. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, there you go. I, I do. Uh, I feel like any of those people, though, it's just more about, you know, the paycheck at the end of the day for those actors, too. And that's yeah. fine. So but I'm not I'm not going to pay him for it no so. and then like it, it just rings so hollow it's like oh we're gonna make this movie anyway we just you know it just kind oh, of yeah. happenstance but it's like really you're gonna make a movie called tomb invader where your character is dressed <laughs> like laura croft <laughs> okay sure no one fucking believes uh, that dude lauren mm. lauren craft <laughs> lauren craft yeah yeah uh-huh. it's that's actually a good one though that's an example of a good one that's the problem sometimes there's a diamond in the rough mm-hmm. and uh they're all shot in Pensacola. Um, so, yeah, I'm glad that uh, I'm glad that you gave it a shot for us, though, man. Uh, and I hope today we watched a better movie. So uh, let's get into the show and say we're doing it. I'm Steven. I'm Brent. And welcome to Let's Talk About Stuff. Today, we are talking about Atlantic Rim, obviously. It's Brent's Obviously. Side. There we go. Very excited about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, Have we're you ever at... wanted to see Rock'em Sock'em Robots, but <laughs> shittier graphics? I, I imagine that's actually the level they're at. They're like, we can't afford to actually make our own robots. We found some. It would have been an upgrade, sale. honestly. Right. Oh, there you yeah. go. It's even, it's oh, like, it's even worse. It's like if you took like video, like camcorder, like 1980s camcorder footage of Rock'em Sock'em robots. Oh, yeah. And then you like fed them through the filter of that, uh, that 90s computer animated like Canadian cartoon reboot. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah, I think we've talked about that once. Yeah. Yeah. If you like put it through that filter and then you mm-hmm. were like, you like gave that to an artificial, artificial intelligence and they like made this movie. That's what it would be like. Yeah. With all the, all the talk of AI right now, this is exactly up their alley. You know, this is the yeah. kind of quality imagine I imagine I, right now. I bet that's just around that, around the corner for the asylum. The asylum's going to be taken over a- by AI. The AI asylum is uh, what the, they're going to have to rename them. Perfect. You know? Yeah. The asylum. Mm-hmm. The AI it. is running the asylum. <laughs> and I believe it because mm-hmm. the the junk they put out there. But mm-hmm. ironically, what if they became like the new the new big studio? What if they like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It could happen. What if it worked? I don't it, know. That's crazy. Know. Um, but yeah, before we get into Pacific Rim, our main topic today, we do have uh, a few little mini topics. You don't have any beverages today to, to review on the show, do you, Brent? Just water, Stephen. I'm uh, recovering oh. from a cold... Uh, Mm-hmm. which sucks i hate being sick i had a five-year run of not being sick i was just sick around the new year and i thought oh well i'm good for a few months no no yeah. Stephen. didn't you have covid last year yeah that was cool <laughs> dude no but you I said you had a five-year run what year oh is it? yeah like like before that yeah i think uh, i i oh, started okay. getting sick again in uh 2021 it was just not good but you did you did have a good run before that yeah right right, right. most most people don't have that so i i will count my blessings there you should but not anymore because uh i apologize that you've been sick i did do that on purpose to you i have to admit oh my god that's my bad but you're feeling better so i'd take it back i regret sending you that voodoo doll of me look i keep it by my bed i do things with it that's all i'm gonna say well you're just lucky I'm stretched out now and a lot of stuff doesn't <laughs> hurt me anymore. 
I can't hold any food in my butt. That's I cannot. <laughs> I've lost so many butt chugging competitions. You don't even know. Oh, that's so sh- sad for you. There's so many colleges around town. I can't even show my face at anymore, Stephen. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Wow, that's really embarrassing, and I apologize. I really wanted to win that uh, <laughs> that Pop Rocks tournament. <laughs> oh no, that's like you were gearing up. You have been training for that for years. I know. I know. I, but I did win the Diet Coke and Mentos one, so I'm feeling pretty good about that. Yeah. <laughs> I shot up higher than anybody. Than anyone. <laughs> you see it from space, I'm told. Well, last week, we brought up a, uh, a movie that's coming out, and the, uh, the Ninja Turtles movies are coming out yes. with the uh, Mutant Mayhem, the new yeah. Point Grey, Seth Rogen-produced, and uh, whatever movie. And we were talking about uh, being really excited about it, and hopefully that uh, poster and a trailer would be really soon. And then, of course, they did that, I think, before our episode aired, but after we recorded it, <laughs> yeah. as they tend to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I almost told you, I almost got with you to like jump back on the the, the record and, and mm-hmm. try to, to edit that. But then, whatever, now we're here, so that's all well and done. Yeah. But uh, first off, I did see the, the, the poster, which uh, it's like a teaser poster, and they called the trailer a teaser as well. Just because it's the first one does not mean it's a teaser. It's either... 30 seconds and short and it's a teaser or it's a trailer that's that's what that is your options and it's like a two and a half minute trailer all right yeah <sighs> thank you for letting me get that off my chest yeah of course but the poster really loved it's just like a skateboard with like the logos on it and like a mm-hmm. i don't know who which handed it raf or something is like michelangelo if i remember yeah, correctly it's mm-hmm. definitely leonardo and then so he's holding <laughs> the skateboard uh-huh. at the top and it's like it's just like simple but cool and i, I was like yeah fuck yeah and then i saw like right after that i saw the teaser there you go again the trailer had come out and i was like oh fuck yeah yeah and uh i texted you after that brent because i watched it and i gotta say i'm i'm like I, what did i tell you i'm like 60 40 yeah mm-hmm. 60 40 for me it's uh it looks funny it just was different than i expected i guess mm-hmm. and uh the animation i knew that they were going in the the realm i'm not sure who was actually doing the art but uh, i know they're going in the idea of the um into the spider-verse movies where it's like this mm-hmm. kind of comic booky painterly drawing-esque way different than like the the pixars of the most of the animated films we have out right now and uh into the spider-verse also i really like i remember when i watched it the and the trailers and stuff and i was like this is cool and different i had remarked watching that movie that it felt stuttery to me it feels like you can see it's almost like instead of 24 frames they're like, well, we can only afford to draw 12. Uh, and <laughs> yeah. so it just feels like a little stuttery and it's weird to me. And I remember mm-hmm. I thought like I had I remember turning off that movie when I first watched it at home because I thought like my disc was wrong or my whatever I was streaming it on was wrong. Or, like something was weird. And then it was like, no, that's just how it's made. I got used to it after the fact. But this trailer feels like that movie dialed up to like a 10. And it's mm-hmm. it's really jarring for me. I'm, I'm hoping watching the full movie, I would also then get used to it. But the trailer for me uh i thought just it was just too much and uh, i sent you that text and uh, i didn't know you were sick at the time but you you didn't respond to me in a, in a timely <laughs> manner and i got very scared that i ruined our friendship over the ninja turtles which is exactly how it's going to end someday <laughs> either through fights or death and uh <laughs> you know but uh you surprised me because you uh give me your your review of the trailer as well it's so funny to me that like your version of our friendship ending is like teenage mutant ninja turtles mutant mayhem and mine is banshees of inishiran and it's like somewhere in there <laughs> That's so true. Wow. Somewhere <laughs> yeah. in there is our medium point where we're going to, our relationship is going to die. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But years <laughs> from now, 
like course. a year or two. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, uh, I liked it. It was, it is a little bit jarring and being a lifelong, uh, turtles fan. Right. Uh, I feel like, and this is like the first franchise that I gravitated to. It was mm. mine, you know? Oh, so yeah. I, I do feel some ownership of it, but that's said, you peed on them. Yeah. I'm so they're yours now. I'm yeah. <laughs> territory. Like I'm not a fucking weirdo. Like, yeah. Everyone you peed on this. every Ninja Turtles toy you had, right? Everyone I could find. <laughs> Anytime. Even, go to even today. Yeah, I go to a store, just pissing on all the turtles. You're not yeah. allowed in Walmart. You're not allowed in Kmart. No. I've. You know how many Kmarts I've shut down? Wow. That was you? Yep, that was me. You have to change that blue light special to a yellow one, bitch. Oh, my God. That's right. Uh, <laughs> clean up on aisle most of them. They shouldn't have had too much uh, Ninja Turtles merchandise. That's their fault. That's on them. They knew you, you know? were coming. That's they right. knew you were spraying. <laughs> You've said it. I said it. We've all said it. But um, so I, I, I was, I was curious about what the approach was going to be. I heard the uh, comparison before the uh, like a bunch of like. Um, there have been some like leaks online of like mm-hmm. what the the turtles will look like, even if it wasn't like photos of them, it was like descriptions of what they could okay. look like. So I knew they were going to have that like Spider Verse, um, like hand drawn 3D animation aesthetic, right? But I, I still didn't quite know what that meant as it uh, works for the turtles, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know, I, I, I I'm I told you, I think I'm like 70, 30 on it. Right. I'm leaning toward it. Shocked me. Um, the, the animation looks like a bit chalky to me. So mm-hmm. it stands out apart from the spider verse stuff, you know? Mm. Um, but I'm, you know, hopefully optimistic is kind of where I'm at with it. Um, I think the, I was afraid they were going to do this. Oh, is they were going to have like, all the turtles in, in do rags, but it's just oh, Raph that has right. one, you know. I don't get the do rag. Is that the Michael Bay thing? Is that where they came from? The, primarily, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then on the the newest, um, what is it like the the hand drawn Nickelodeon um, mm. turtles, the Rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? Uh, Raph has a, a do rag on as well, mm-hmm. and they they just kind of carry that forward with him, I guess. And it does like set him apart, but also like. But so does the color red. Yeah, I know. Like, where are they, where are they guys? Yeah. What, what do we need more? I don't understand. He just didn't cut the top of his mask off like everyone else <laughs> right, did, I guess. I don't know. He was just lazy. I get it. I feel that. But, yeah, um, fair enough. like, I, I really like the look of Leonardo. I feel like, mm. kind of consistently, he's the baseline design for the Turtles, and then everyone else is a variation of that theme, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, Donatello is a Leonardo with glasses, slightly shorter raf is one that's uh, a little bulkier but uh has a do-rag he's and michelangelo right. this squash that poor boy's head i don't i don't know what's, what's wrong up with, with that him. he looks emaciated it's it's kind of strange mm-hmm. um i don't know what any of the voice actors look like but it sounds like mm. uh, potentially like a multiracial cast i don't know for yeah. sure uh, i'm all for that um but uh yeah like i i kind of dig that it's a combination of the uh, 87 cartoon where they mm-hmm. have multicolored bandanas, but also like their elbow pads, knee pads, and wrist wraps are all multicolored as well. Right. They've got the the letters on their belt buckles. Oh um, yeah. And then they've got some like, um, I don't know. I guess the, like the the more modern thing is Donatello wearing 
glasses on his mask, and then Raph's mm, do rag. He's a nerd. Yeah, obviously. Mm-hmm. obviously. Makes sense. We've, we've all fucking said it. You know? Right. I mean, like, obviously, anybody that wears glasses, Brent. He, that, honestly, wearing glasses, probably going to read to books. Matter of fact, let me take this off right now. Uh, it's probably going to lead there, and I bet Donatello reads books. I hate to tell to be the one to tell you that, but Raph, your favorite, yeah. he likes to go to porno like theaters in trench coats. So you do have a friend there, That's which true. is nice. But yeah, one for critters <laughs> and leave it playing. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm still excited for. It. Like I said, I'm sixty forty. I'm still excited. I'm not. I'm on. I'm over the threshold there, but yeah. I'm just a little less. It just was a little jarring, and then. I don't know. I, I should have expected this, and this is my own fault for having my own expectations, but I've, I've wanted for years to have, like, a, a more comic book version of them, like, of more... And I'm not even sure. I'm not a... I didn't read all those old comic books, but it seemed to be they were uh, bloodier, the more a little more violent than, like, the cartoons ended up mm-hmm. being. And obviously, now it is, like, you know, a kid's franchise. It was when we were kids, but... We've grown up with it. I, I thought I, I've always wanted a movie that kind of grew up with us and could be the Ninja Turtles, yeah. a silly concept, but and not like gritty necessarily, but just mm-hmm. a little more adult. And these this yeah. feels just like a Nickelodeon movie. Like it it didn't even feel that much like a Seth Rogen thing to me. And I thought it'd be I don't know. I thought with him, you know, kind of not at the helm. I'm, I don't think he's directing it. I'm not sure who's actually directing it. Um, I think they're just producing. I'm not I'm not positive, but. I just felt like with him involved, you know, it'd be mm-hmm. one way. And it still felt like it, it had some good moments. I laughed in the trailer and stuff, but it was just still more, way more kid friendly. And I yeah. thought like, oh, this could be the year we're getting a departure and, and we're not. So that's my I own think, fault. I think this is like the, <clears throat> are there like two Turtles things coming out? There's like this animated movie and then there's going to be a live action. Like the, maybe it's like combination live action CGI. The Asylum's Turtles. putting out that porno version is that. <laughs> Is that the one you mentioned? <laughs> Ten Inch Mutant Ninja Turtles. That that already exists. Yeah. I believe that's a wood rocket joint. But um, yeah, I, th- I thought there was going to be like know. a separate uh, like Nickelodeon, but like live action. I, I can't remember who's going to to do it. I thought that's what mm. I heard. Perhaps I just might be. You mean I don't am know. living in a different reality? But I thought there were two different versions of the turtles. But all right. that to say, I thought I thought that was going to be the more. Um, a mature version of that like i i, yeah, I feel like I what you're looking for is like a one that's more consistent in tone with the 1990 live action movie yeah that one's like yeah fairly adult like it has some real adult moments in it and stuff um there's yeah sam rockwell gives children cigarettes in that movie yeah you know it would be and we today. never got the answer to the question regular or menthol nobody answered him oh i'm still God. waiting that's so fucking rude yeah then he went on to be um, fucking uh, Justin Hammer. He changed his name. Changed his name? Building, building weapons. Wow. Yeah. yeah. But he started on the streets. That's Part right. of the foot. Uh-huh. Selling feet picks. Feet picks. Go listen yep. to those outpick, uh, outpicks. Go listen <laughs> to those outtakes, guys. Yeah. Woo. Um, I'm seeing, too, the, the director is Jeff Rowe of this new one. And uh, he did The oh. Mitchells versus The Machines. Did you ever watch oh. that one? <laughs> Steve and I take it back. This movie's going to be great. <laughs> There you go. See, that helps. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, and that fit, it seems like it'd be, it'd fit with uh, that sort of movie, almost. So, mm-hmm. uh, I'm down with that. Um, I, so, I'm still I'm still curious about it, for sure. So, I think, like, they call this a teaser, because it's just like, here's what the animation looks like, here's what the turtles mm-hmm. sound like in April. Um, but, 
you don't really know what the story is. And I, I hoping that with the, the story trailer, mm-hmm. we would have uh, maybe some more. Um, uh, more story? like moments filled with like, <laughs> well, story, but like heart or something. You know? OK, I get you there because uh, yeah. Mitchell's versus the machine has a lot of that. Yeah, very, right very on. good movie. I remember hearing good things about that from from you and, and some other people. And it does mm-hmm. look like the uh, the people involved are uh, more people of color. Some of the the kids and stuff, and then also April O'Neil in the in the the movie is I, I don't know if she's yeah. if she's black I guess in the I haven't I seen the trailer so. for like a week so yeah, yeah I think so yeah um, and she's a she's a black actress so that's that works you know mm-hmm. um, and that's that's cool I mean mm-hmm. so uh, we'll see we'll see how it all plays out but uh, yeah trailer just kind of threw me for a loop after we were so excited about it <laughs> and the voice cast I was like oh oh this is different yeah so I'm with you maybe the story trailer whatever that might be we'll mm-hmm. uh we'll we'll show a little more there and uh and we'll see how this goes but what if the next trailer is just like way less story <laughs> overall <laughs> yeah it could happen you know i don't trust any of these guys i don't yeah. trust them so i i only trust the asylum uh-huh. <laughs> and the rest of them i do not trust you know because they 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 put it all out in front street absolutely, so absolutely. i can trust hey. that at least they're being honest with what they're doing. Exactly. You know? Exactly. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, so the other mini topic that I wanted to mention today, oh and uh, I got I to gotta throw it out there right now, man. I'm oh so boy. I'm in such a good mood right now. All right. Because right before this podcast, an hour before we recorded this, I got out of the movie theater from seeing Scream 6, baby. Hell yeah, dude. I am so Scream, baby. And I, I wanted to say this to tell you on air. I am so happy for you. Like genuinely oh. happy that you got to see this on opening weekend. Oh. I personally mm-hmm. have been worried that you would get spoiled <laughs> that's very sweet about of me. you yeah i'm just like oh god you know, you know amanda was worried about that too she was more worried than i was that we would get something spoiled she was like save the internet and i was like you know what i don't know what it is but this one but i'm i'm super pumped for it i was you know before i saw it uh and i and i, I am sometimes i saw it but I, I was super pumped i wasn't that worried about spoilers i don't know like screams are all a whodunit and i didn't want it to be ruined who's behind the mask this time but i felt like um i i even though i watched like more trailers and tv spots of this than i've watched it of, of any other movie like in so wow. long like uh mostly i think you and i agree that like we want to keep those things to a minimum and and especially during covid times like we kind of stopped watching trailers because you never knew when anything was really going to come out and you kind of right. forgot about them and stuff but uh-huh. sometimes i really like to go into something blind but i know this series so well and i'm so excited for it and i like the last movie so much I was like eating it all up. I didn't care. It, it made me feel like a kid again when I was so excited for like Scream oh, Two yeah. coming out that yeah. first time, and Scream Three was like the one I could really like go see in theaters because I was older. And I remember like I had the soundtracks for those movies. I had posters. I I got so excited about all of it, and I haven't given myself over to a movie. I haven't given myself to a movie in a long time. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I I really wanted to this time, and uh, so I, I I wasn't that worried about spoilers personally. I just really wanted to see it you know, as soon as I could. So, yeah. uh, we ended up going to a Cinemark. We were going to go to Alamo draft house because there, there are rules against no talking and stuff. And just the, the vibe, I just really dig there. Uh, but that movie time didn't work out for podcasting and stuff because the Oscars are tonight as well. We're not going to be talking about that really on the show. Uh, I think we should have done any kind of, uh, Oscar predictions probably should have been last week because by the time this airs, they'll all be over and it won't matter. But 
everything everywhere all at once is is nominated for a ton of shit and should is probably going to win a bunch of shit and that's gonna be really exciting so i'm cool with that but instead of recording late tonight we're gonna we're we moved this up so i could uh, watch those tonight and for then sure. uh ended up moving our, our movie time up but all that to say uh went to cinemark wasn't as sure about it i was really hoping this wouldn't ruin my experience i still bought tickets in the center of the screen like i like even though like on the edge would be better because i would be around fewer people when i when i was buying the tickets there was only three sold there was one in the 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 not the first row but like the first like major row of the you know kind of balcony mm-hmm. area uh there was like one at the very end and then we bought the center tickets and then everybody like the other tickets the other two were like way up at the top and as i started seeing like more tickets be bought like they were all kind of up there dude we walked in the theater brent yeah this is how excited i am okay. i finally had the perfect movie theater experience oh my god oh wow. thank the good lord wow. i feel like humanity has been redeemed when i got to watch humanity get murdered on screen oh perfect that's the way you want it it was perfect we walked Mm. in i'm not even kidding that whoever bought the ticket on our row never showed up so lovely amanda and i bought the uh the two tickets in the middle of the screen on that first like major balcony row there's probably like five rows behind us the next two rows behind us had not a single person in them. Fuck there yeah, were dude. like 25 people in our movie theater, all in the top two rows. And then us. <laughs> it was amazing. If I could just segregate the rest of the population from me in a movie theater like that, that's how I would do it, man. Uh, we walked in and Amanda, like, Amanda looked like a kid in a candy store because she was so excited for me, you know, mm-hmm. that we were not going to be bothered by people. I didn't hear a single person even sniffle during this movie. I didn't hear a single, I didn't see, a, I have to see a phone or hear anybody talk. It was glorious and it was lovely. And so that was wonderful. I was so excited to see it in a great experience on mm-hmm. opening weekend. I, we almost went on Friday night and I was like, fuck that. Sunday, middle of the afternoon sort of uh, was going to be our vibe and it was better than I could have possibly expected. Mm-hmm. Uh, movie, obviously not going to spoil anything. Next week, you and I are planning on discussing that movie. You're going to see yes. it this week some point i'm probably gonna go again oh uh, wow to see it because uh i'm you hated I'm, it that much you just i hated it that suspicions. much god damn it yeah. uh but yeah i won't i won't spoil anything uh i had heard a review from uh i can't remember her name right now i'd, I'd love to mention her but there's a reviewer i like i follow her on various socials and she had said that she had a blast with it she said it's it's fun it's like one of the funnest screams and it's one of the funniest screams totally agree with those statements uh, just had a really good time. I think the New York setting is fantastic. They really could do some interesting things they couldn't do in the other movies. Um, all the whole vibe of it, the new the 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 characters that survived and came back from the last movie are fantastic all over again. Uh, just everything was was really great. No complaints really. Uh, once you see it, I'll have some more to say about it. It's not like I think it's a perfect movie, but certainly a worthy scream sequel. And uh, and I had a blast. And Amanda did too. We both were gushing about it on the way home. So. I don't want to like pump it up too much. It's just a good time. It's just like, yeah. like as much as I, I was like a, a kid again, feeling excited about the marketing for this movie and just watching everything I could about it. It all delivered and I didn't feel like anything was spoiled. I had a, it was just a, a fun time. It just let it be a little slasher flick. And man, you're going to have a you're going to have a blast, too. So, yeah, really That's- looking forward to next week to discuss it with you. That's so awesome. I'm so happy for you. You got a, a great franchise going for you. You know, it's like a franchise yeah. you've always loved. Mm-hmm. And then it's like kickstarted and people are back on board with it. You're right. back on board with it. That's so great. I'm so happy oh. for you. Yeah, I yeah. I appreciate that, man. Because uh, I put a lot of work into watching these movies. 
and <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it, it shows. You know, I know. I'm a big nerd, so. Uh, like after, yeah, after it, it was over, you, you should have like walked down to the front of the screen <laughs> and just like stood there, like taking out a microphone, and started answering questions. So anybody have any questions? Yes, I have seen Scream over 100 times. That is correct. Yes. Any more <laughs> questions? Got it. Uh-huh. Yeah. The the how many loops did Billy have on his jeans? Uh, well, one was missing. I can tell you that I've, I've screenshotted many times. Uh, <laughs> that level of detail is where I'm headed. Um, I will say that you had mentioned to me there is an after credit sequence, a first mm-hmm. for this movie. Yeah, and for the franchise, for the, right? For, this, for this franchise, rather, yeah. yeah. Um, I call it's it a like French, a, but yeah, go ahead. A French. So, I'm so sorry. Yeah, right, yeah. Uh, it's it was fun. We were literally the only people that stayed. Um, it's wow. like a quick. It's a quick one, but uh, it was it was fun. Um, and is then, it like uh, mm-hmm. is it like a mid credits or is it a post credits? Like full post credits. Wow. Yeah, okay. so you really have to wait. But the credits are actually really fast. I felt um, they they didn't linger like you know some. I guess like it has special effects in it. But the last time I really stayed for any kind of like after credits thing is like a Marvel movie, and there's there's like more uh, digital effects artists in a Marvel movie than there's there's enough full crew of other movies, you know, like there's just right. so many people. So those last forever. This one was pretty fast and uh, and then it was fun. Um, I'm wearing I had to say I'm wearing my directed by Wes Craven shirt Wore that to, to the show. I didn't go to an Alamo, so there's not a lot of movie nerds at Cinemark. Nobody said a thing to me. Nobody even looked at it. They're just like, whatever. <laughs> uh, and I'm so I'm glad for that, right? But uh, yeah. I, I would still, I would like a, uh, maybe a nod here or there would be acceptable to, yeah. to me. But um, but yeah, the there was one other thing I was going to say. I can't remember what it was right now. I, um, I do have a question for you please. about the movie. And it's not a, a spoiler about the story itself, but on the marketing, it's marketed as Scream VI for mm-hmm. six. Mm-hmm. This is the first time they've used the Roman numerals Indeed. in the marketing. Do they carry that through in the movie itself when you see the logo? They do have that in the logo itself when the movie, yeah, when it kicks off. Interesting. Indeed. Okay. And I, okay. yeah, it, it looks cool how they do it. I dig I wonder it. if it's confusing for people who just like heard about Scream last year. Right. With Scream 5, you know, it's just Scream. And it's like, oh, yeah. Scream 6? Fuck, we missed like oh, no. four other movies, you know? And it's like, didn't that just come out? That's so yeah. weird. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, and it's weird. I don't know. I don't know why they did the Roman numeral after all these years, but uh, for some it reason just, it works for the It range. looks good in the logo. It really does. They turn that M into a, a VI. They, it's like, yeah. I, you know what? Graphic designer earned their paycheck that day. Right. You know? You know? Um, yeah. I did see uh, Cargill, who I mentioned, I haven't mentioned in a while, but uh, uh, he wrote like Doctor Strange and I follow him online and stuff. And he went to see it and he wrote it like that. Like he wrote Scree. And then like a one and then a V and then another one sort of, you know, like, or just like a capitalized I or whatever. And it looks really weird when it's not like stylized in a font, yeah. but just like a regular like Times New Roman or whatever, you know, and like a social media. And I was like, oh, I've never actually seen anybody just write that. That's kind of that's kind of weird, uh, yeah. like jarring looking. But mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, it was uh, no complaints, man. It was uh, it was it was a lot of fun. So that's awesome. Hell yeah, dude. Forward to, I'm, uh, I'm so excited. I'm, I'm so glad because I knew you were going to see it today. I was afraid that we'd hop online to record this episode. And, and I'd just be crying. Be so bummed out. <laughs> <laughs> I just have an actual frowny face on. Yeah. You'd be like that crying yeah. emoji with the two like right. thick blue lines under its eyes, you know? Like, but, I'm uh, just so upset. I, I'm so glad that that's not the yeah. case. So I'm, I'm pumped to see it now, even more so than I was before. Yeah, and it's cool. Like this, uh, man and I realized we had gone to the drive-in to see Scream, the last Scream Five, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, 
this is the first time we've been in a movie theater together, Amanda and I, since November of 2019 when we saw Knives Out. So, wow. Our, again, I keep forgetting if the Star Wars was right around there, too. But yeah, 2019, December, November, somewhere in there uh, was like mm-hmm. the last movie theater we went to. So it's been like four years. And uh, so that was pretty fun. And then to have such a good experience, that was she was part of the experience for me, right? Like she, it was fun watching a movie with her. And yeah, uh, we haven't been to movies in so long. We had like popcorn and candy and the whole bit, you know, so um yeah it was it was a blast man wait what kind of candy do you get sour what patch kids sour patch oh shit this guy ain't fucking around i ain't fucking around i love Damn. the sour candy during the movie man oh yeah sour gummies Ooh, that's my jam mm-hmm. i almost brought my own sour gummy worms but then amanda got there and she's like nope i gotta eat children so <laughs> <laughs> my wife is a witch have i not explained that yes and also pro-choice so it, exactly it works out both ways <laughs> All right, man. Well, uh, that's all the mini topics today, right? So yeah, that's you want to you want to jump right into uh, Pacific Rim? Absolutely. I'm so excited. So uh, a couple of things I wanted to get off the the front line here. Um, obviously, I'm going to go through the director, cast, and crew, and all that kind of stuff. But one thing, like you had mentioned, whenever the Asylums, the Atlantic Rim came out, uh, these <laughs> yeah. both came out in 2013. I didn't realize when we picked this that this was the 10 year anniversary for this. That's pretty fun. Same. Yeah. Yeah. This totally kind cool. of slots nicely between uh, Edge of Tomorrow slash Lived I Repeat and Looper. You know, oh, so we've right. got like a kind of a three year trilogy. Man, that's uh, pretty fun. Our, our last three episodes. So didn't even meet cool. it that. No. Nope. Yeah. That's pretty rad. Um, but yeah, so it was released July 12th, 2013. I remember going to see this movie because we had moved to Houston 10 years ago. And I remember seeing this in the at Alamo Draft House. I worked there at the time, but we went to a different location. And I remember it because it was a smaller, it's a, that location was not as good. It's closed down now, but it's, it wasn't as big. It was kind of the old school, like sloped floors, not like a stadium seating, you know, and the, the screens were farther away and they're smaller. Um, so this movie like really, you know, wants to be seen on the biggest screen possible. That's the type of thing. So we didn't have the best movie theater experience. I remember that. And I also remember not really liking this movie when it first came out. So <laughs> okay, yeah. I watched it at the theater and remember being like, well, that was a dud. Like, uh, I just didn't, I just didn't gel with me. And then I don't, I don't remember after that. I don't really remember the in-between transition of when I fell in love with it. But now I have seen this movie tons like dozens of times uh, at this point probably i don't know 20 at least i don't know um i've seen it a bunch and Mm. uh and so yeah i'm curious for your history with this as well what uh, what Mm. do you recall about this movie how many times have you seen it i uh i've seen it twice so uh last night was the second time i've i've seen this movie uh i don't think i watched it until it came out on dvd and that was probably like maybe a year or so after it hit disc right but um I, I heard about it and it sound, sounded like it was cool a cool thing to see in theaters I just couldn't make right. it there at the, the time it was there um, so I remember liking it back in the day but I didn't remember a lot of the plot mm-hmm. uh, I just knew there were robots punching um, monsters right that was it yeah and you like those things so that works I do like those things mm-hmm. Stephen. so you- it feels like this would be a shoe in yeah so obviously you didn't like keep up with it or anything like that but uh, you kind of liked it kind of thing. Yeah. yeah yeah right on right yeah. on well um i i also this time since I've, I've seen this movie a bunch i have i own it on itunes so i, I it's one of my kind of comfort movies uh, okay. i mentioned it the other day or yeah the other week when we were recording because 
I uh, like Live Die Repeat also, or Edge of Tomorrow, or whatever you want to call it, also grew on me over time. Like, I liked that movie the first time, but it over time I was like, oh, this is really pretty great. And the more you watch that kind of movie, it really rewards you to see it over and over again. Uh, this is a similar movie in the, in the fact that it's like so detailed. There's a lot going on that's kind of fun to see in the background and see the effects and everything. Uh, but in particular, it re this reminds me of like Starship Troopers. It's kind of this almost like 90s throwback sort of action movie in a way. Mm -hmm. And it just has this like vibe. It's just kind of silly. That's part of the reason I didn't get it at first. Um, like the score, I'll talk about that a little bit later, but it's so rockin'. The Charlie Hunnam is just not that great to me. And he's not that great in this. And uh, he didn't sell it for me fully, but now I kind of appreciate all those things. And it has this good quality. The same way as Starship Troopers, like Casper Van Dien is not a good actor, but like I love him in that movie, like he works. And so it just has, that's why I've watched it so many times. But this this viewing for this podcast, I watched it on a Friday, no, Saturday morning. A Saturday oh, morning yeah. cartoon. So yeah. great. Totally worked. First time I've ever seen this movie in 3D. Oh my God. I have the 3D Blu-ray with me. So uh, I've been on that kick lately. You know, I watched Avatar and Avatar 2 recently and everything. Mm -hmm. But um, I really specifically like watching movies in 3D that I've never seen that way because, and a movie that I've seen a lot, but haven't seen that way. Because it kind of, it's it's like new again. You know, yeah. it's like uh, I get a chance to see it a different way. And I got to tell you, this 3D presentation, it's converted. Um, so it's not like shot natively or whatever. Yeah. It is the best 3D presentation I have ever seen. Really? In my kind of shitty little home theater here with my old projector, uh, my old 720p, you know, low HD projector. This looks better than Avatar to me. It's... <laughs> Yeah, it is maybe because I like the movie more, right? It's more engaging. But um, the second it starts, the movie starts with like you think it's stars, and it, and he's his voiceover is like we thought you know if aliens attacked they'd be coming from the the stars we'd look up but we had to look down in the oceans and you realize it's not stars it's like ocean junk you know stuffs and there's like mm -hmm. fish around that scene in 3D is like it, it, I my mind clicked and I was like oh my god this is like watching this for the first time again it was so good, fucking good. Uh, and they uh, they apparently spent 40 more weeks converting it than they do for other conversions. So they they spent almost an entire year extra over other conversions to make sure it like lived up to Guillermo del Toro's like vision. Sure. And uh, and it totally works, man. Like I, I was shocked this was not shot natively in 3D. It looks so good. And I had a blast with it. So I know that's not everybody's, you know, jam, but uh, man, it really fucking worked for me. So it was a blast. That's awesome. This movie is just. 300% spectacle. That's almost all it right. is, you know? So Absolutely. That's, yeah, if you're if you're going to make it uh, have incredible, uh, an incredible third dimension on top of it, then yeah, yeah. you might as well go for it. You know, th that's oh, where you're wow. getting asses in the seats, you know? Mm -hmm. I'm sure the, uh, the, the Zack Snyder movie Sucker Punch probably looks good in 3D <laughs> as well. But. Yeah, there you go. It probably does. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, so, uh, and I'd read, on that note, I'd read that... Uh, you know, this was like around the time Avatar came out in 2009. This was 2013. This was the same year. This was uh, the second highest grossing 3D movie that year uh, after Gravity, right? This was like Gravity was like a big oh, yeah. 3D movie that was also like, it's like stunning presentation, but the movie is like so-so or whatever. But um, it was still like the heyday, you know, from like a decade or two ago. And um, Guillermo del Toro had come out and said like, he's not going to do 3D for it because 3D with like, huge figures like you can't get that parallax effect it doesn't look that way like a building to us doesn't look as 3d as like something right in front of our face 
because it's like the distance and the size like we don't understand the scale we can't see that and so he's like in 3d in a movie like it's gonna make them look like toys or like human size it's not gonna work and then they converted it and he was just like he said uh i can change my mind i'm not a politician i can i can admit <laughs> romney this whatever like i don't i can yeah. flip-flop and uh but then when they did it he really you know put all the effort in to make it look good and it doesn't like they don't look tiny they look massive still and they just look 3d and like the monsters all of it was stellar so uh yeah highly recommended if you if you can find it that way it was pretty rad so um i'm gonna jump into the uh, cast and crew real quick yeah so yeah. all right uh so again this is a 2013 movie directed by Guillermo del toro it is um co-written by him and, and travis beecham i read a little bit about the making of it travis beecham was working on another movie with him and that fell through and then he was on the uh, on a beach one day looking at the ocean and there was like a foggy day and well, in his mind his name of course it's right there that's right there. so he has to be he has to literally go to a beach every day it's it's mandatory yeah mm-hmm. he's got an ankle bracelet <laughs> yeah. not from the judge I, it's just yeah. a, he just really likes bracelets on his ankles if he, <laughs> if he doesn't show up to the beach sebastian the crab gets pissed oh my god he gets so mad exceedingly litigious exactly yes mm-hmm. everybody knows that about sebastian yeah. um but yeah he looked out out of the ocean in this fog and he just kind of imagined a giant monster fighting a giant mech and he was like that'd be really rad and then they kind of came up with the story and Guillermo del Toro found out about it and they started co-writing and stuff and, and producing that. And then, uh, and this we got made. So, um, it stars Charlie Hunnam, Idris Elba, Rinko Kikuchi, Charlie Day, Rob Kaczynski, Max Martini, Ron Perlman. Um, I specifically wanted to also mention, um, Cl- Clifton Collins Jr. Yeah. And, uh, Bern Gorman is the other doctor. Uh, what he, a name. Uh, yeah, I know, right? I saw that yeah. today. Wow. Bryn uh-huh. Gorman. Burn Gorman. Um, but yeah, it had, uh, had some you know great people in it. Um, I think we'll go kind of in depth uh, on a lot of those. But um, yeah, that's pretty much all, all the, uh, the actors in it and stuff. I remembered Idris Elba was in it, and I remembered that um, uh, Charlie Hunnam was in it as well. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, one out of two ain't bad. And... Uh, <laughs> I remember that Del Toro directed it. Now, the special features that I watched for this uh, that were on iTunes, uh, Del Toro was, like, very, very heavily involved on, like, every aspect of it. There's, like, all these different, like, four-and-a-half-minute bits on making the movie or whatever, and each one of those, he's very, like, particular about what he's going for. So it's, like, a very—he seems like a very hands-on director— which right, is right. so kind of like refreshing. And, uh, you know, he, I, I like a lot of the, the movies I've seen from him, mm-hmm. um, but I, I'm never quite sure as to the extent of how hands-on a director might be. You know, it seems like totally. Kevin Smith is very like hands-off, maybe to the detriment sometimes, <laughs> but, uh, you know, I still like him or whatever. Right, but right. Uh, that said, it's, it's um, like w- when you think of Spielberg, I'm not sure, like, how hands-on he was for Ready Player One. Even though mm. he makes incredible movies, I like that movie in general, but, like, I don't know how specific he was. It's like, mm. Ryu from Street Fighter wouldn't walk like that. Right, right, right. This. You know, like, <laughs> maybe there are, like, other creative individuals involved, but um, mm. I, I do like what I saw in the special features of how uh, directly that Del Toro was working with his team to make sure the monsters looked a specific way or they were constantly 
uh, visually interesting or looked similar to animals that we know of, mm-hmm. but uh, with little twists here and there, you know, right, right. the mechs had specific uh, styles to them, depending on what country they represent or whatever. I just mm-hmm. uh, really appreciate the the design of the movie. Yeah, that's uh, one point I'll bring up definitely later on more and more is uh, the design of the mechs and, and the kaiju and... I I just think it's all like really stellar and what I read about him I, I I should watch some of those special features too I don't think I've watched anything from my, my iTunes copy your dog has um, yeah but I haven't yet <laughs> Miles is very pissed <laughs> you wouldn't let me watch a Atlanta Rim with you bitch <laughs> he's very upset he he's a huge fan of the asylum yeah your your dog Miles but um, of course yeah he's I, an uh, investor what can I say. <laughs> I'm a huge Del Toro fan of, of what I've seen of his as well. And this movie almost like, I don't know. I, I, I know now he loves like big monster stuff. So that makes sense. But it's almost like his, his filmography is so interesting to me. He makes all kinds of things. And I really love his uh, Hellboy movies. And some of those came out around the same time. I'm so glad that Ron Perlman was back for this because he's. Oh, a, that was a, bunch a surprise. Of I forgot so he was great. in this. Yeah. Oh, God. And he's, he doesn't show up for like most of the movie. And then all of a sudden he does and he steals the show as usual. Yeah. And uh, and yeah. And Hannibal Chow. Such a great name. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah. But I, I just think, uh, like you said, like I what I read about Del Toro, he said at the end of the day, he's the director and and he can only delegate a little bit because uh, he has to be the one to sign off on everything. And some people don't like that and some people do. But he's like, that's what it is to make the movie that I'm making, you know. So uh, for some of the actors and stuff, like you had mentioned, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> you remember the Charlie Hunnam and Idris Elba in there. Uh, yeah. Idris Elba. Always amazing. You, I, you can you can say I don't know if he knows that he could have just phoned it right. in like the lead actor of the movie. <laughs> he really could have. He sells the fuck out of this movie, man. He I does. totally believe he is really in here doing Even, like fighting the shit, man. Like you and I have talked about it on an episode last year, probably about this time where you and I had each watched the uh, second Sonic the Hedgehog movie mm. where he voices Knuckles. Oh, God. Yeah. And like, even though we didn't really like care for that movie as much as the the first one idris elba is still like in it you know like it's right. just a voice for a character but it still seems like he was invested in the role and i'm like does he know what this is <laughs> does he know what what sonic the hedgehog is but he sells it he brings like a gravitas i feel like his he does yeah it's almost shakespearean he he gives a master class in like everything he does yeah um he has a like a tv show and like uh some movies up based on like called luther have you ever heard of those alice <laughs> i uh i've heard no, really I've good things about him but i don't i i know i want to follow him more Same. yeah and i realize too i've still not seen hobbs and shaw isn't he like the big bad in that oh my god Steve. right i'm the black superman baby <laughs> yeah <laughs> He's also Austin Powers. <laughs> but yeah, but he's fantastic, man. He is, man. Like, he was one of the uh, our first celebrities to get COVID as well. Oh, wow. Remember I didn't that? know that. Yeah, no. Tom Hanks and uh, Anitris. Rita Wilson. Wilson. And then. Uh, uh, is her name fucking... really Rita Wilson? Wilson? Because I, now I believe I'm like. Because so, it's like Wilson the volleyball, right? Right. Was he. Yeah. Was that. Uh, substitute for his wife was he fucking a volleyball because yeah Rita Wilson that is definitely her name so well it had to get that hole in the top of it some way you know <laughs> it's like after all those years it's not filled with air okay no, no. that thing is squishy no. Tom Hanks was <laughs> dunking nut inside of, inside of it 
um so some of the other people involved um rinko kikuchi uh i yeah. apologize if i'm saying that wrong um i don't know her from much i saw that she was nominated for being in Babel years ago which uh, was kind of like an oscar baby movie I, I never really liked that much but um i don't know her from much else besides pacific mm-hmm. rim but i love her in this movie i love her mako i love her character yeah um her her like hair her black hair with like the blue tips on the front Mm-hmm. uh just fucking looks stellar to me it's just like yeah. clean and and nice and and she is like a badass in this um i just yeah. really liked her what do you think about her uh i liked her a lot she was probably i wish this okay steven i'm just gonna tell you i, I thought this movie was just okay when i watched it the second that's time. all right that's all I, right i liked it more the first time i feel or at least that was like the the memory of a feeling i had about this movie mm-hmm. then i rewatched it and i was like i don't know about this this seems like a michael bay movie where the camera doesn't move as much kind of that that is a very helpful thing though because this looks this is kind of the same era of you know it's still the same era because those movies never end but the transformers movies yeah but those movies to me feel schlocky and dumb in a bad way this one feels schlocky and dumb in a good way um mm-hmm. for me and it's partly because of that i feel like i can i have a better grasp of what's happening around me because the camera's not just mm-hmm. fucking flying everywhere and uh and the action's a little more grounded in my my opinion but i can totally see that you gotta yeah. you really gotta hit better numbers you gotta get to like seven or eight once you get seven or eight viewings in you'll be like wow okay this that's... movie is really good you know i sensed it was the meat problem and it you just confirmed it for me okay i appreciate that that's good looking out uh real quick a quick aside uh there's a new transformers movie coming out i think it's right. the end of the summer right yeah. and it, it has to do with taz what are you doing, man? You got another doggy in now? My my other dog is licking my bookshelf. Oh, like the man. actual books on my bookshelf. They're comics. Don't worry, listener. Right. Not breaking K Fame. My here. dog is not reading. He okay. doesn't do it. He licks comics like <laughs> a red blooded American. Um, but there's a, a new Transformers movie comes out, uh, and it's got a got like the Autobots we know, and then like they're teaming up with some of the like prehistoric, like um what was it back in the day? It's uh the fucking uh, Beast Wars? Like the That's Beast Wars. Is that characters. what keeps coming yeah. to mind? Isn't this like yeah. Rise of the Beast or some shit like that? Something like that, yes. yeah. There's I'm a trailer for it before it. Stream. So. Beast Wars was my shit back in the day, oh, yeah? Steven. I'm so excited. It's like a slightly plussed up version of Reboot. <laughs> the aforementioned Reboot. You right, know? right. Um, but all that to say, I thought the Transformers looked a little bit different in that trailer that came out. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, that's kind of strange. And then I saw that it was a Paramount movie, and then the previous Transformers movies were Universal. I, oh. I can't remember if How interesting. Bumblebee, which direction that one, which side that fell on. But yeah. um, I think because it like changed movie studios, maybe they have a range to like redesign the characters or whatever. But uh, I, I don't remember where I was going with this. I think I was just trying to point out that... Um, oh, that movie's coming out, though, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I don't know. I, I feel like the, the CGI in this movie holds up pretty well, but mm-hmm. I did find myself, like... I, I I could easily identify where the, like, the monsters and the, like, Jaegers, when mm-hmm. they were fighting, I could tell what was going on there. But for the um, the what is it like when they're like harnessed up in the little like battle suits and whatnot mm-hmm. sometimes uh especially in the the latter half of the movie when um uh fucking milk toast mcgillicuddy and uh <laughs> and uh, what's her name mora or mori uh, uh mako mora yeah mori yeah yeah mm-hmm. uh when they team up 
because their suits are the same color as like the background, mm. anytime there's like a close up shot of them, it took me a second to like realize what I was seeing. Right, visually. right, right. Um, so that took me out of it a little bit, but um, yeah. Otherwise, I think the the CGI holds up pretty well. I think yeah, I think it, it after ten years, I think it still stands out. I I felt like at the time it was it was pretty great, and like the the water they use, the waves and stuff. And there's a lot of like oh, there's yeah. like on, like the whole like third battle or whatever a big battle at the end whatever is uh all underwater and stuff and like it looks pretty pretty great i feel like uh i like the designs and stuff i i feel like the effects hold up pretty well the i don't have as much of a history with transformers and especially like the beast wars stuff so have i'm you not seen sure transmorphers oh it's dude great. tell me about it, it so fucking good evidently it involves lesbians from what i've, <laughs> what I've read <laughs> have you seen uh ladybugs it's uh it's the it's not Bumblebee. yes it's rodney dangerfield okay. as uh, a mech you know the transforming mech so you should definitely watch that one uh instead of bumblebee you don't need that shit no i get no respect <laughs> <laughs> wow people don't really know that rodney dangerfield was a founding member of lincoln park you're right <laughs> I'm so lost as to what you're talking about. What? With your noise. Oh, okay, I know it was okay. a Transformers noise. But okay, okay, okay. I've been watching, I meant to tell you, I've been watching these Linkin Park videos. They, they posted like two weeks ago on their YouTube and it just popped up on my like recommended. Um, they're from like 2002 when they were making their sophomore album. Oh, yeah. And it's like, this just like making of behind the scene. They have like a mullet contest during it <laughs> it's probably like on a dvd somewhere i don't know if you've ever seen it before but it's yeah. it's cool it's like them writing the music and stuff it's badass uh-huh. um so i've been really in lincoln park lately and man that i've been blasting their music lately and the oh, car awesome. like, i keep singing songs of theirs uh because of that that show so <laughs> you like turn up your radio take me out to the <laughs> ball game it's like lincoln park but you're singing a different song on top of it you know i don't know their songs so that could very well be one i don't even know because it's one, two, three strikes, you're out at the Lincoln Park. Don't, don't. Uh, but they, uh, yeah, they have these cool videos out there, so you should check them out. And uh, Mike Shinoda has a song in the Scream 6 uh, movie. I saw that uh, he has a new song out, and then it said in in the new movie, and then it was like mm. dot, 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 and I didn't click on whatever that link was. I had no oh. idea that he was actually in that movie. That, that, that's cool, man. I like that shit. Uh, you didn't click Lincoln's link? I didn't even know I needed oh my to. God. Oh I'm my really God. bad about clicking Lincoln's. Uh-huh. Um, uh, so other people involved. Um, this is one of the ones in particular that I think threw me off at first. It's, mm-hmm. it's just kind of like Charlie Hunnam where I'm like, I just I don't know really what Guillermo del Toro saw in him. I don't really <laughs> want to bash on him necessarily. He's not terrible. He's just... Not great. I don't. I don't like the stuff he's been in. I don't think he's that great. He he feels like Sam Worthington a little bit. He feels like he's these <laughs> yeah. quote unquote leading men that I don't. I just don't understand the appeal, mm-hmm. and they don't quite work for me. But uh, in particular in this one though too, the the scientists, the nerdy scientists, uh, for comedic relief with with Charlie Day and that uh, that Burn guy. I can't remember his name right now. Uh, both of them. Burn girl Gorman. Uh, both of them. I like it now. I remember kind of hating it the first time. What what is, what is your vibe on them? 
Steve, when I had this movie on last night, my wife had gone to bed and uh, I threw it on. I thought, oh, this would be like a fun watch, you know, and I'm watching it. I, I remembered not liking Charlie Hunnam's acting in this movie mm-hmm. and I've never seen, I don't, I don't know that I've seen a lot of his work. I've just mm-hmm. never seen anything that's I've liked from him. Right, right. And so I was like kind of bracing for impact on that. And so it gets to the scene where the scientists are introduced and they like run in from the rain and they have like hoods over their faces so you can't quite see it. But one of the voices sounded familiar. I couldn't quite place it. Mm-hmm. But then he takes off his coat and you see it's Charlie Day. I'm like, oh, okay, that's cool. I, I like Charlie Day. And then the other guy, <laughs> I don't know where they got Burn Gorman from. <laughs> I don't know if he was born in a lab or what. <laughs> What but a way to put it. He, he was acting in a totally different movie right. and time zone than this movie was. Like it's it was, very weird. Yeah. He, boy, wow. He, so I agree with that. And it's very jarring at first. It's almost like, it's, it's almost like weird. It's hard to see someone that socially awkward. I feel sometimes it's like hard to watch it. Like I feel the social awkwardness, uh, and then even Charlie Day, like, I like him, too, but he's really over the top. Like, it feels yeah. like he's really trying to fill the moments with funny, and it's almost, like, too much. Um, I believe I've read about a, a fan edit of this movie, which basically excises their entire characters, like, <laughs> just because, like, they don't want the comedic relief, you know? Yeah. Uh, and I can see that as well, but I they've grown on me over time. That's what I, I was kind of getting to, is both of them have. I feel like the weird guy, Byrne, his character in particular reminds me of some other characters in other movies like there's a god fuck there's a peter jackson movie called the frighteners with michael uh j fox j fox yeah j fox you ever seen that one the frighteners no i I remember the album or the album the cover art though right lenticular right it's pretty cool with like this ghost thing coming out of the walls whatever it's a, a pretty cheesy funny weird like new zealand kiwi movie made by peter jackson it's like really kind of gross and gory and stuff but there's like a really weird character not a comedic relief character he is just like a really weird character with like kind of the same haircut like that slicked over weird thing whatever and it's just like an aesthetic and a, and a kind of character that i've seen before and i like and so it reminds me of other things so that's why this guy works for me otherwise i could see it just like really rubbing people the wrong way but they've grown on me over time so i wrote down that he has real crispin glover energy Perfect example. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Very much like that. And it, <laughs> yeah. And I don't. I'm not a huge Crispin Glover, Glover fan, but the things I do know him and that I do like, that is a good app. Yeah, an apt description of that, and why, and why I like it. So yeah, uh, I can totally see that. But um, and then uh, Clifton Collins Jr. I specifically want to bring him up because I that dude just like shows up randomly, and I love him. I love him so much that I remember He's one great. movie that I remember seeing him in with like a weird. He has like a weird haircut or like a weird facial hair thing. And I was like, what was that? Oh, right. Boondock Saints 2, All Saints Day. That's what it was. Do you remember him in that movie? I, yeah. 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 I, I watched it uh, in March of 2020, I believe. That oh, was, you um, watched that one too? That, that was the kickoff for um, COVID. Uh, oh, God. That's what that's what started it. That was <laughs> Troy Duffy like, did it. Just, just before uh, COVID <laughs> times kicked off. That's, uh, that's how I celebrate it. But uh, yeah. Yeah, that was so I remember uh, liking him, but he's also in the um, the latest thing that I liked him in, and I thought he was great is uh, the Veronica Mars season four, or season 
yeah, I guess season four that they released mm -hmm. after the movie, the one that came out on Hulu. Hulu he's yeah. uh, he's one of the Mexican like hitman that come up there, and I think he's really great in that. Oh, so. that's right. right? I forgot yeah. about that. Yeah. So when he shows up, I'm always in for a good time, and uh, I'd I'd forgotten about him a little bit uh, in this movie when I think of the people in it, but yeah, um, yeah. So I like that dude a lot too. He looked great. He had suspenders on, a little bow tie. Shows right. up to shows up to work to help manage these giant fucking <laughs> battle machines looking like he's just got off work from a his barber shop well he right. has the economy you know then with all the monsters he yeah. got two jobs so yeah, yeah he actually is in a barbershop quartet as well he's got three jobs oh steven i just realized that i uh, did not answer your question about uh uh what was the the woman's name like uh something mora miki mora oh mako Mako. Mako. Uh, I liked her a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I distracted myself with the Transformers thing. Well, that. That's right. Yeah, uh, I remember that. Yeah. But I, I liked her a lot. I thought that she... It, this movie... So Charlie Hunnam, right? Mm -hmm. uh, I do not like him in this movie. Like, I yep. it's just like I every it. time he's on screen, I'm just like, why? Mm -hmm. Why is this guy here? The movie, if I could rewrite it in my head... <sighs> or re-edit it, mm -hmm, would have mm -hmm. been about her. She would have been like the focal right. point. You know, and the old uh, 1997 X-Men cartoon, uh, Jubilee was oh, uh, yeah. kind of the, the, the catalyst to the X-Men for us as the viewer, right? Mm -hmm. uh, she's the one that introduced us to that world. I thought uh, her story was one of the more compelling parts of this movie, mm -hmm. and we should have just like followed her journey through seeing That's like the, the Yeagers and, and getting to know all this stuff. Um, especially her getting saved as a, a young girl mm -hmm. by uh, Idris Elba's character. That could have been her way into that world. And then like she's giving the, the voiceover at the beginning of the movie and saying, here's how everything works, yada, yada, mm -hmm. yada. And then if you got to have a guy mm -hmm. show up later on who's pissed off because his, his brother was killed in battle or whatever, you could do that. But like, I don't Secondary. know. I, I just could not identify with Charlie Hunnam's character at all. I don't like that he had an American accent. It was not good. And then Where's he also, from? uh, hey, not not from here, and that's all that matters. Dude. All right, man, I get you. Hey, man, you see? Oh God, oh God, these colors don't run. <laughs> don't tread on me and other aphorisms. I know you're like just going through <laughs> bumper stickers you've seen. Yeah. <laughs> he is from England. Yeah, indeed. Yeah. Newcastle upon Tyne, Tyne and Ware, England. No, too many words. That's Don't a throw lot. Throw in the fucking harbor, bro. He, e ejection seat from the Yankee into the fucking Boston Harbor. <laughs> you might like it now, though. I'll tell you why. His alma mater, University of Cumbria. C-U-M-B-R-I-A, Cumbria. Probably not said that way. I don't know, but that's how we're going to say it for sure. That's how we're going to fucking say it. That's here, how dude. we're going to say it. Get yourself a Sam Adams and make fun of Cumbria, dude. <laughs> I can totally see it though. He 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 was the worst part of it for me for years, and it's like I had to get to a point. I really did. Like when I'm I'm not joking when I say like seriously, like your seventh or eighth time, like you're like Charlie Howden's pretty good in this. Yeah, it feels almost like um, when you re revisit the prequels, and you're like Hayden Christensen is not a bad actor. I think Charlie Howden is not a great actor, but Hayden Christensen is not a bad actor. It's like this is what George Lucas wanted. And you have to like view it. It's almost like you have to see it enough and see it after enough time 
to review it and be like, oh, I get what they're going for with this kind of like mm-hmm. whiny brat of Anakin instead of like what I thought he might be. And yeah. then it really fits in a way. Um, and this one, too, like I, I did have to like kind of convince myself over time, like, oh, what did Guillermo del Toro see in him? And why is he carrying this whole story? And there yeah. is something there. I think you're right. Like, it would have been better without him. I think your idea of following Mako instead is way better. And mm. that would have been great. Um, and in particular, that's one of the reasons I hate the sequel so much. Apparently, she is in it. I don't remember that. But it yeah. switches. Instead of following her, it switches to a long lost son. Not a lost, but like, we just didn't know that Idris Elba had a son. And we follow another dude. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, follow Mako. She's the one that's awesome. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, so the sequel kind of shit on this one even more and her character, I feel. But I don't really remember what happens to her in there. So, yeah, I thought about like renting that the the sequel mm. Uprising, not Atlantic Rim Uprising. Obviously, mm-hmm. that's going to be free on Tubi uh, right. for, for time memoriam. <laughs> but uh, then I wasn't having a, a blast watching this one. So it's like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. You're definitely not going to like that one then. Yeah, because yeah. anything you liked. I mean, like I do like uh, I can't think of his fucking name from the sequel. The guy that does take over that um, is better than Charlie Hunnam. He's the dude from uh, Attack the Block and shit, uh, whatever his name is. But he's still like he's cheesy in that. Like it's like it's just it's it's everything in this one, but worse. John Boyega. John Boyega. That's right. John Boyega. I love that dude. But from what I remember from the sequel, he's even really cheesy. And that one's um, that one's directed by Steve S. DeKnight. And I can't remember what, oh, he's kno- yeah, yeah. what else he's known for. I feel like it's he's like a hit or miss kind of guy for me. I think he was... Um, wait, did you call him Steve? Yeah. This, did, because you don't want to call him Steven? You don't want to give him the satisfaction? Yeah, I don't want to... <laughs> well, I just don't know if I should claim him yet. You know what I'm saying? Okay, sure. Mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. believe he was like the showrunner of the Netflix Daredevil show. Oh, that's right. That is... His, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. But the movie... Again... I, that movie is way cheesier. I, I do feel like I kind of want to watch it now. There's also a uh, like an anime on Netflix based oh on this. Oh, my God. I just discovered that this morning. Oh, okay, yeah. I didn't even know about it until like I started reading it for this movie or whatever. Did you watch Same. any of that or even try? No, I, I just learned about it. I was like, oh, I'm, and I immediately added it to my queue to there never get around to watching. <laughs> but like I have good intentions, you know. It's only, uh, I, I think it the first season aired or came out in 2021 it's only seven episodes, and they're all like half an hour or less. That's nice. I thought, okay, second season, also seven mm-hmm. episodes, same running time. Right. So fourteen episodes. Can't wait to not get around to watching these. They, they, <laughs> oh yeah, it's very exciting. You know, I've been in an anime mode here recently, mm-hmm. so I'm like, oh, this is right up my alley, and I've already forgotten about it. Well, I mean, you weren't really sold on this movie, so it's not like you're really going to be rushing out, I think, to watch any of the other things, right? No, but, like, I, I do f- like the world of this, and I do mm-hmm. want to see more, like, Jaeger stuff, mm-hmm. you know? And if we could get, like, a... Uh, I think it takes... Uh, like, the, the main cast is just, like, a couple of, like, younger people, and... Um, For the anime? Just, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'd heard about it, yeah. And, you know, as long as they can, uh, what do you call that, act, um, I think <laughs> I, I think that would, might give them a, a leg up on this this movie. Uh, I, I just, like, forgot how disappointing the uh, the acting was in this. Like, Charlie Hunnam, I know you're, you're being nice and saying you don't, right. you know, not trying to shit on him. But I will shit will. on him. Mm-hmm. I don't, uh, he just looks, I don't know, I just, like. It doesn't work for you, yeah. You know how, like, sometimes... Uh, you'll have people come over to your house and your dog is fine with all of them. 
But the like mm-hmm. one person comes over and it just fucking hates their guts for right. no, they've never met before. You're like, okay, there's something <laughs> below the surface there. That's me with Charlie Hunnam. I'm just like, I just, I, I just feel like there's, there's something going on there. Like, mm-hmm. there's a point where uh, Idris Elba is dressing him down, like they're in um, some corridor of the base, mm-hmm. and uh, Idris is dressing him down, and and Charlie Hunnam is like trying to have this serious face, like, but it's like kind of a, a weird smile but also like he's trying to take this like these orders or what i just he just, he looks like he's he trying to take a shit it. he's trying to take a shit <laughs> and he's constipated and he's just like upset about it and craft services that day was bad oh yes more, more like crap service yes you know? right huh. yeah huh. Huh. like uh, his acting uh, he might as well just serve this to me in the toilet <laughs> One step closer, I'm gonna break. In Lincoln's Parks, Rodney Dangerfield, right there. Um, I totally get you, and I, I am trying to be nice to him, and I feel like do you know movie, him, Stephen? Is he your neighbor? Uh, listen, Does he listen and, to the show. Me and Chuck go way back. All right, uh, <laughs> back back when he and I were uh, roommates at Cumbria. Um, yeah, uh-huh. you know, uh, we've just been friends ever since, but I, I, you know, he just maybe chose the wrong path, but, uh, he is the number one reason why I don't, why I didn't like this movie. Like the first time I watched it, I feel like he just didn't, he doesn't sell it. And it sucks because I, I, I've had to overcome that. And now I feel like I'm on the other side and for one, I just accept it. And then two, I can kind of see what he was doing, what Guillermo wanted from him and why it works in a certain way. Like the movie doesn't take itself too seriously. Guillermo del Toro talked really much about how he didn't want this to look like the other gritty blockbusters of its era, of its, of its current era now. Mm. And he wanted it to be vibrant. He apparently one of the, um, special effects guys is a Hispanic of some sort. And he was like, I really want you to tap into your Mexican heritage, bring out the pinks, bring out the purples, bring out the blues, like bring out the greens. Like I want to see that color. And, and it's like, he was doing a different thing. I, I can kind of understand it and I can kind of accept it, but I totally understand anybody watching this, like my first time and being like, Charlie Hunnam doesn't work. And like, Mm -hmm. I wish, I wish your story with, which is following Mako would be, that'd be the number one. But even if we got the story we had, but there's a better actor and I don't know who I'd want to replace him necessarily, but think about what could have been right. And so maybe someday, uh, we'll get some, some deep fake technology and we really punch this movie up, you know, mm-hmm. but, uh, for now it is what it is. And so, yeah, I totally get that. Um, maybe we take John Boyega from uprising, put him okay. in this movie okay. and then we can put Charlie Hunnam in the other one and just pretend that one just, doesn't yeah. exist. Yeah. <laughs> Not yeah. worry about it ever again. I like uh-huh. that. Um, so some some things I can imagine that you would really like from this, though, and like you mentioned, the effects mostly hang, you know hold up and you like that and stuff. Uh, you talked a little bit about the the kaiju design and the and the Jaegers themselves. Uh, I think both of them, I like the the name, I like in the very beginning when it says like giant beast and, and hunter and, and German and, and Japanese mm-hmm. and... Um, just like how it sets the tone like this movie's full of like exposition and uh all that kind of stuff but i like it when it all happens and and i just like the world you know yeah yeah i think the exposition works that that was my first note was that the expedition expedition the exposition at the how did i mispronounce the word i just said (laughs) Leave it to me, right? Talent is what it is. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Who else could do this? Um, but uh, yeah, the the way the the exposition is laid out at the beginning of the movie is pretty solid. Uh, even though I don't like the voiceover, mm. I know it's Charlie Hunnam, and right. I'm just like, God, this guy sucks. In the beginning, there were Jaegers. <laughs> me, an American, had to try to suss my way through this world with my brother. 
<laughs> Plus, his name is Raleigh and his brother's Yancey. And I was like, why? Why did you choose those names? These <laughs> Bro, <laughs> they're bad. We used to have a dog like Savannah, our old dog. We first got her. We named her Raleigh. Didn't realize it was actually oh. like a name. We were naming her after cities. That's why we chose Savannah eventually. But Raleigh, oh, like North Carolina. Like, yeah, 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 right. People were like, "Oh, it's a boy dog," and we we're like, "No, like well, I'd never heard that as a name." And then he comes out with this movie, right? And that's the first time I'd really seen it in anything. Uh, not a bad one, Yancey. I'm still not sure about, but uh, <laughs> just weird choices. Like, why don't just call him Charlie? You know, I don't know, <laughs> yeah. like. Well, well, that would have confused Charlie Day. Exactly, it would have been, it would have been confusing on set. Right, that's true. That's true. Yeah, he would have had to. Uh, he'd be like in that meme where he has like, that cork board with all the like red yarn and everything. Oh, he's just yeah. like stressed the fuck out. <laughs> he's like, they say Charlie. I don't know if they're talking to me or this guy. <laughs> this guy who can't act worth shit. I don't know. Uh, but like, all that to say, I do like the the exposition. I cannot say it now. <laughs> Wow. We're going to have to go on an expedition to find the ability to Mm -hmm. pronounce the word exposition. Uh, I I do like the way it's laid out because it does help the viewer keep track of what's going on because Mm -hmm. there's a lot going on. Right, right. Um, Especially when uh, Charlie Day's character does the fucking uh, the neural handshake with Mm -hmm. the uh, the the leftover brain portion from one of the, the kaiju. Uh, you see like a bunch of like images that are kind of like in like it looks like they were like flipped negatives or something mm. like that and i'm like i don't know what i'm supposed to be looking at here but like i kind of get like little hints but he has to like kind of spell it out for us as right. to, like what exactly it was um so I, I i appreciate it from that standpoint um it works overall, right? Yeah. Like it, it doesn't bother me. Like it's that's the thing though too. Is like that's the type of movie this is. Like it's it's bold and bright and dumb fun. And he knows it's a mm-hmm. popcorn movie. And I think that's uh, there. I still don't understand quite like what what he was looking at Charlie Hunnam for, uh, or or whatever. But like I kind yeah. of get that with the exposition. Like that's it's kind of lazy writing to do that kind of exposition, but it works in this movie. And there's so much world building in such a short amount of time. They have to. And it, but it sells it. It sells the whole like idea to me. You know, I I wonder if because there are so many special effects in this movie, it was going to be so expensive to make. If they were like, well, because of that, your lead actor, because it's just based on spectacle. The marketing is based on spectacle, right. so you can get a a budget conscious lead actor, right? So you go to like Actor Depot and. You're like, I have, a, I have a coupon. I can't hear you. I assume you're laughing. Oh, there pause. we go. I, on, I, I had to cough off screen, but I was laughing as well. Oh. Okay, good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You're like, I need a discount, Hunnam. Yes, I need mm-hmm. a discount, Hunnam. I have a coupon. And then also uh, my app says that it's uh, buy two for one. Oh. So, uh, you know, if I can go ahead and can get, get some of the plays, brother, as well. Yeah. <laughs> They got a Yancey here. Cool discount. Excellent, excellent. Um, I I like the the general idea of piloting the Jaegers being like it's such like a mind fuck that it takes two people to be able Mm. to do it, and then you have to do the neural handshake to be in sync 
and bye 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 and uh to be able to like pilot it and i, I like that you have to like yeah. physically move inside of it i think that's cool i think mm-hmm. that all works and i like those suits mm-hmm. that they wear i think they look fucking sharp as shit especially when yeah. uh, idris elba walks out in his oh, yeah goddamn and he's like i don't remember being as tight <laughs> uh i like i was wondering if you liked i liked the uh because we talked about this for the the mech suits from the manga to the movie from all you need is kill to edge of tomorrow and you were like mm. in the in the book even though they're not in color they talk about it being in color and they look more like master chief or something they, they looked kind of cooler yeah. and in the movie they're just kind of like generic sort of but they, they they're nice i like the i like the mm. the mech suits in there but and this one i wondered because the when his brother dies they have like white cladding and later on they have yeah. all black and i feel like that's part of it I liked the white ones just because it stood out more. And like you said, when they wore the black until Idris walked out and he looked fucking stellar. Uh, But theirs, I was like, yeah, it just kind of blends in. It doesn't look like much, but the the white Mm -hmm. ones really, you know, gave more definition and stuff. So, Mm -hmm. uh, but they did, you know, both. So yeah, I was curious to your opinion on that. Yeah. And it it pops them out from the background when they're Mm -hmm. in their, uh, they're like strapped into whatever their little like harness thing is. That's, that was the, the main problem I had with the, the later battles is like I said before, they, they just kind of like blend into the background when they're wearing black, the, uh, everything behind them is black. It's just kind of hard to see at a quick mm-hmm. glance, you know, what's, what's going on. So I did like the white suits better for that reason. Mm-hmm. Um, but like any type of, I don't know. I'm, I'm a, I'm a colorful failure, right? Failure. <laughs> Fucking a Steve when it's happening. <laughs> I'm sundowning. You didn't wear your helmet earlier, did you? No, I didn't. Oh, no. Tell, tell my grandkids I love them. Uh, I will. Thank you. That's all I ask. Good but, luck. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> all that to say, you know, I, I'm wearing bright orange right now. I just like color in general. And this yeah, is a totally, very colorful totally. movie. Uh, so it would have been uh, cool for them to have like more color in that area. Right. I think it would have worked better for Idris Elba if he wanted to wear all black because the guy he was co-piloting with, the mm. Australian dude, he was wearing like a different color altogether. So yeah. if they overlapped in a frame, they wouldn't like blend into the background or whatever. That would um, help. Yeah. Speaking of which, like the Australians in this movie. Oh, great acting. Up- <laughs> <laughs> Again, it's like, like he's going for something, right? Like, I, yeah. it's Guillermo del Toro. Clearly uh-huh. he can make good movies. I don't know. Like there's something he sees in these people, but it is a choice and it's it another is. one it's another hurdle to get over i guess yeah there were like several guys in this movie where i'm like oh they're all the same guy like right right again at a glance i'm just like oh they're they're all just the same fella but uh yeah it, they kind of reminded me of uh uh charlie hunnam and the uh, the two australian guys the the, uh, the father's son mm-hmm. all three of them kind of reminded me of like a scott eastwood and then i saw scott eastwood <laughs> is in uprising and i was like yep oh, was he that really? makes sense <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's another one that that same kind of that same group of guys that were all in that same era uh or in this same era coming up and they're all like they're not great they're all kind of interchangeable yeah that's funny that he's in that one that's that you called it man that's pretty fantastic he's well, a nepo baby i wanted to specifically talk about anything that like uh that you really liked though but the mm-hmm. <clears throat> the kaiju design the jaeger design the different ones, I, I thought like the Jaegers, like I read out some of the names. There's Gypsy Danger, Cherno Alpha, Crimson Typhoon, Striker Eureka. Um, for the Kaiju, there's Knifehead is the first one we see. Um, some of these I didn't actually remember from the movie. I looked them up, but Mutavor, 
Leatherback, Otachi, Skunner, Raiju, Slattern. Um, I liked so many of the different aspects. I thought it was fun that instead of doing like the same type of mech suit or whatever like they're all different like the the old russian one like looks like one that was made in russia and the music yeah. kicks in and it's like uh that kind of russian music you know and um and oh, it has things the, too are like yeah that was like one of the the earliest if not the first right Jaeger, and it has um a, a a stack on its head like it's a nuclear power plant that's what they said on the behind yeah, the scenes thing that's cool okay yeah and uh i thought that was a cool touch of the the design thing when, yeah he's neat when yeah, go ahead. Sorry. I was just going to say, hey, that reminded me of the, what are the big creatures in um, like Eternals? Like the big, like godlike. Oh, uh, Celestials. Celestials. And there's like a Celestial, like with that kind of like eye, it's like the three eye shapes on each side on like a, yeah. a tall head or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, just made me think of like some other designs I'd seen in, in a good way. So uh, I yeah. thought it was cool. Yeah. Um, I, I like that scene where Clifton Collins Jr., he has like a gathering in the little like, hub room where he works mm-hmm. and you know a bunch of the people there and he's talking about how there have been two more um kaiju that have appeared and he says their um their nicknames or whatever are this and this and one of them is like some complicated name the other one is like leatherback so right. he's just like kind of pick names <laughs> uh-huh. i would love that fucking job it's like what are we going to call this oh yeah and it's like this is and this is come fist okay so these are 50 ones but i love it i i imagine that too because they name them really fast and i was like do they have cameras down it's like in the bottom of the ocean it's in a trench like do they have cameras to see them come out and be like oh that looks like a turtle we're gonna call it Uh, this like that one looks like it's got a knife head we're gonna call it knife head that knife head one is so rad uh so cool steven i i know you're in the you're in the middle of watching Chainsaw Man, but there's a uh, mm. a character on the show called Katana Man. I've heard of has, him. Oh, my God, Steven. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. You are not ready. <laughs> the world ain't ready, but guess what? Katana Man exists. Uh, but that's what that, that like, sh- that, that, uh, that one reminded me of. I, I was going to tell you, with that. the other day, I mentioned to someone, uh, a friend of mine at work, about uh, watching chainsaw man and i was like yeah i'm not that into anime but this one's pretty cool and i like it and another guy down the road couldn't hear me that well was like hey what are you guys talking about and, I, and we were like oh we're talking about anime and he was like oh man if you like anime you should watch chainsaw man and we were like dude <laughs> yes that's awesome totally random it was awesome so uh yeah i got another fan out there man it's pretty cool i mean it's good uh that's so solid. for the the jaeger designs as well like we talked about uh Cherno alpha with has a certain look um i liked it just that like in my head say this happens in the real world and we we're going to make giant you know mechanical suits to fight them or whatever like the 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 quickest easiest economical thing to do is is to design one of them and then repeat it over and over again as long as it works i guess and maybe have other designs by other countries whatever but i just like again like this movie is not trying to be a real world it is trying to be like fantastical in every possible way and right. they didn't need to make it that that spe- specific, I guess, but I love it. And I read online, I wondered if you'd seen anything in the special features, but online they said that they designed like hundreds of Jaegers because they Whoa. talk about how they used to have like a bunch of them used to fight, but now there's only like four left or whatever, you oh, know? Yeah. Uh, and they said that they would hold, they would design a bunch of Jaeger and Kaiju and then they would hold essentially like American Idol competitions and like everybody would like vote on them and the cast and crew and stuff. And obviously Del Toro would have final say, but they were like, they, they were on a bunch of designs and these are like the, the best of the best. And uh, I just think they really work. I, mm-hmm. I really like both of them and, and the, the whole idea behind how their machines work and all that stuff. I just really dig. It makes me think of like Power Rangers a little bit, you know? Oh like yeah. Being in the head. Hell yeah. 
love it yeah so i thought you yeah. would dig that and then especially mm. at the end when they're like we got one option left the fucking sword and i was like all right recut this movie and put some power rangers in there and brent is on board i bet you 100 yeah absolutely you know Come charlie hunter is the blue rangers costumes oh god no <laughs> fuck no but I think, yeah, that, that I thought that was like, in particular, that that felt very Brent to me. It's fighting dinosaurs. Yeah. You know, it's, it's pretty yeah. rad. Uh, going back to the design aspect, that is one of the special features is they were talking about the 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 way they went about designing all of the uh, the Jaegers and mm. how the they didn't want to seek any outside influences for the mechs. They just wanted to keep it internal in that world mm. of designing them. And yeah, they they flipped through like a bunch of pages there you go. and show all the different mech designs they had. But Del Toro said that they picked it based on silhouette, meaning like the outline oh. shape of it. That way if it stands out just from like the basic shape, mm-hmm. it's gonna be easier for you to identify when you're watching it on screen. Right. Outside of like whatever colors come with yeah. it or whatever but uh i thought that was pretty rad like that first one the uh is it the russian one or the german one the yeah what russian Cherno alpha yeah mm-hmm. uh it, it has its own unique you know with that that smokestack looking right, right. head uh, it looks way different than the uh the gypsy danger mm-hmm. right yep so uh yeah I, I i really like that aspect of it and uh, going back to the kaiju the um the bioluminescence oh yeah that they have that looks so fucking cool i love that stuff bioluminescence yeah. in general is just really fascinating to me always has been like any like ocean documentaries whatever i think it's fascinating mm-hmm. we actually have that in the world um, but when that one, uh, they're chasing after Charlie Day and that one like licks him with its like glowing bioluminescent tongue <laughs> snail yeah. looking thing. I thought that like in 3D and the effects and stuff, I was like, oh my God, this like is fucking stellar looking. It was so, so cool. Um, and the other one that like, uh, I saw, I saw, I read something about Del Toro. The one that like has the EMP that blows up on its like back of its neck or whatever. Oh yeah. It's got like a big pot belly. And yeah. uh, he said they they based it on like gorillas, and mm-hmm. um, he was like, I imagine this one is like a bouncer at a bar, and it's got like a big <laughs> pot belly to like you know roll mm-hmm. around and like get people out or whatever. And, like just like the idea behind that, like they really did go in other ways, and uh, it was just kind of cool how they designed it all. I, I dig it. Yeah, he had mentioned that some of the ones that would walk on all fours, uh, he wanted the like the skin saggier by its arms, mm. and he would call that like granny skin. <laughs> And the little uh, behind the scenes thing. I thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> More granny like, skin. He, he was that molecular about right. the designs of the creatures, you know? He, like, that's his whole thing. He loves uh, loves creatures. Right. Um, I love how high-tech yet lived in this world mm, feels, mm-hmm. you know? Like, you have all of this high-tech, like, machinery and, and all of this stuff, but also, like, uh, at the beginning, when they're in those white uh, suits inside the Jaeger, you can tell their their suits are scuffed up. There's, right, like... Right. It, it, I just, it adds to the aesthetic. It's a little bit like Star Wars in that mm-hmm. way, you know, and uh, I really appreciated it. Um, the Clifton Collins Jr.'s like monitor whenever I he's like monitors. in the station. I like it, but like the, the RGB uh-huh. screens on it where it's like you have to be sitting in a, such a specific <laughs> spot to be able to like look at it properly uh-huh. where it's not like splitting three different ways or whatever. Right, right. That it seems wildly impractical, but from a design sense, I think it looks pretty fucking cool. I thought that was I I love the look of that. I think it's really cool. And in 3D again, that looked really neat because it like it looks like it's in front of you, like they would be seeing it. And I'm I'm always fascinated by kind of monitor monitor designs in movies. Like they're they do them like see through in a lot of stuff, like the new, like any like the Avengers movies, you know, like when Tony and 
um and bruce are like going through their mm-hmm. their algorithms whatever and like they have like see-through monitors and stuff so it's like you can film them from that back and see what they're working on but also see their faces like but it's like always going to be high tech looking however i think it's funny because in this world they have made these giant mechanical suits to fight alien monsters from the deep but their monitors have seemed seemingly taken a step back in my eyes <laughs> even though i like the design of that 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 rgb thing is weird because it seems like that would get broken really easily or get dusty oh, yeah. or like like you said like you just like sit off center and it doesn't work anymore like it doesn't make any <laughs> sense really but again that's like mm-hmm. the beauty of why i like this world it's it's a colorful monitor for no reason you know yeah um, but you can like cool. you put your hand through it and if you can put your hand through things i say go for it you know absolutely any kind of hole in front of me i just like to get my Look, fist in there you know what i'm saying it works for puppets it works for people it works for <laughs> monitors in this universe absolutely um all right what we're getting think? close to the end yeah we gotta throw out our uh, our last notes here yeah yeah i was gonna gonna ask you um the, you know toward the beginning of the movie after uh charlie hunnam's brother yancey died no <laughs> After he dies, he, you know, goes and gets a job elsewhere and he's uh, set up to uh, build a wall. He's oh, trying yeah. to build a wall. Build that and wall. Steven, they're, they're going to make the kaiju pay for it. <laughs> That's the thing. But I, I do like later, later on, like not much longer after we see that that's his job. There's footage on TV about a monster just like oh, stomping directly through it. Easy. And I just like kind of chuckled to myself. I was like, yeah, it's not going to fucking work. Right. It's, it's simply not. If if that were made a little more modern day, I wish the kaiju would bring a ladder with them and he would just walk <laughs> over it. You know, when they yeah. show him break through, they're like it, they say even like it, he broke through in four hours. And I'm like, was it just four hours to get to the wall? Because he's like twice as tall as that wall. Like, it's not going to stop him. Could have just crawled over. It's pretty easy or whatever. Uh, yeah. 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 That was interesting to me. Uh, I had. One of the things that I'd written a note about was the the baby kaiju as well that shows up uh, in the yeah. in the mama we didn't realize it was mama and that that's mm. the one that eats um, Hannibal Chow around Pearlman um, and uh, I'd read about Guillermo del Toro said that there was a few things when he got involved in the making of the script that he wanted he'd never seen in a monster movie like this and he wanted to see and one was a baby kaiju or or one being born which I thought was fun that he got to to put that in there. Um, God, I can't remember the other thing right now. But I just has he never seen Godzilla in nineteen ninety eight? Oh my goodness, maybe he hadn't. Maybe oh he avoided God. it for good reason. It's the best one. <laughs> I did see that, like you said, with the designs, they wanted to kind of keep it internal for the Jaeger and stuff. He had said yeah. that they he didn't want them to look at like old Godzilla movies and stuff for for kaiju reference or any any old movies like that. That they did want to use like more naturalistic things. Like there's one that looks like a crab, sort of. Uh, yeah. But they they wanted to kind of know that history, but not emulate it, you know, directly, uh, which is kind of cool. Yeah, um, I did like the part where uh, one of the Yankers was uh, battling in the city and he like gets his fist slammed through an office building and it goes up and like pushes a, a seat forward and it starts the little like uh, oh, right. the office balls or whatever, <laughs> yeah. the little clacky balls. I thought, yeah. oh, OK, that was kind of funny. Um <laughs> also at the end of the movie where Idris Elba is like in his battle suit he gets up in front of everyone gives this like mm. roaring like rousing speech and he says today we're canceling the apocalypse and in my head I was like oh because it said some racist shit online <laughs> the apocalypse said some racist shit and now it's fucking canceled okay don't hey. even acknowledge it we're canceling Kevin Spacey today what 
Interesting. That, <laughs> 2013 is kind of before your time. That's good. That's good, guys. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are going to find out. I'm just saying. Just, go see, like, Baby Driver, but then, like, Right, right, right. Know. But other than that, yeah. I, uh, yeah. I like that, too, because that, that's, again, that's, like, a 90s action movie would do that. Uh, like, that's, like, President Whitmore standing up in Independence Day and, like, doing this rousing speech or whatever. Like, I had wanted, again, I've been mentioning this for years now, I wish that, like, the Avengers had, like, a, a theme song by Aerosmith or some shit, you know, that would like play it in the credits. I wish this movie did too. Uh, but in particular, did you notice when he starts his speech, he's doing that like a uh, poster stance that women have to do where they're they're It's like their butt. And he's like looking over his shoulder. Like he starts in the crowd, like he's, and he does like a turn, like, and then he starts talking to them. But I was like, he knows he looks good in that fucking suit. Yeah. And he's yeah. like, I want an ass shot first. I'm going to do it over the shoulder, which mm-hmm. he can sell real well. Yeah. And then he's going to turn and deliver, man. And he does. He does deliver. So he's great. Just like that can't, baby kaiju. Can't not be good. Uh, mm. Also, there's a, a scene in the movie where uh, I don't know if it's a um, a motivational speech, but Ron Perlman starts talking and then he gets et by the baby oh, yeah. kaiju. And then, to my surprise, there's a mid credit scene. I didn't know if you saw it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I I've been scrubbing forward on all movies. Okay. I can't take the chance of missing <laughs> right, anything. Right, right. Uh, but Ron Perlman lives. It turns mm-hmm. out, and he like cuts his way out with the the butterfly knife. He says, "Where's my goddamn shoe?" Because mm-hmm. uh, Charlie Day took off with it earlier. I like those shoes those too. Are cool they shoes. Were cool. I they're not for me, but I I think he pulls them <laughs> off. You know, I like this blazer too. He he just looks he great. Just looks overall. good, man. Yeah, yeah. And he's got the missing eye and stuff. Like he just, uh, I don't know his anytime he shows up i think is a good time so yeah, yeah. um did you ever watch that uh yeah. that netflix movie don't look up the one with no. uh, all the people in it no you you said that you watched it i like that movie a lot um yeah. it's kind of over the top uh, in your face what it, with its message but i like it uh sure. but he shows up in it and he he plays like a an astronaut that's gonna be like sent to like destroy the, a- the asteroid or whatever but okay he's also like a racist and he said he's so he's so Ron Perlman, right? Like, I love him. But like he's like in his cockpit and he's like telling the uh, he's like they have him live around the world. And he's like, you know, I'm doing this like one one small step for man sort of speech, whatever. Yeah. And he says something like I'm doing this for all the good people in the world, the whites and the others. <laughs> the gays are OK. Like he's it's like so over the top. But yeah, he just yeah. fucking like and anything he shows up and I. I didn't expect him in that movie in particular, you know, yeah. but uh, yeah, he's, he's great in everything. So it seems like he's a, a pretty good dude in real life too. Yeah. So that's, yeah. that's even better. Uh, I, you know, watching this makes me want them to do that. That I, God, he was just like a really good Hellboy. You know? I know they're making a new one, a new, new one. Do I saw that, that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember who the actor was. I didn't, I don't feel like I didn't know him from anything, but um, he's, I, he's Hellboy to me. I don't know. Like Ron Perlman mm-hmm. is that character. I don't know those books. I don't know anything but the movies. Uh, yeah. And I got to say, watching this one makes me want to watch the Hellboy movies as well. Uh, yeah. So. Same. Yeah. Be better yeah. for you, I imagine. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. I don't know. Sometimes stuff that uh, I like back in the day yeah. doesn't hold up. My tastes have changed sometimes, you know? So I, I don't know. I saw that Charlie Hunnam was almost cast in Hellboy 2 as, uh, oh, I think, the big Christ. bad. Uh, I'm not positive. And then he didn't, so we got him in this one. So at least he didn't ruin Hellboy 2 for us, you know. Oh, boy. Yeah. Charlie Hunnam is fucking Abe Sapien. <laughs> yeah. Standing there just like, oh, come on. I just shit my tank. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, that concludes all, my notes. all of my notes. Yeah. Well, look at that. Uh, we finished at the same time. Oh. <laughs> no. 
cigarette. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, uh, I, the only, I guess the last note I did have on here was that the ending credits also dedicate the film to Ray Harryhausen and uh, Ashiro Honda, who uh, are both, you know, big, big inspirations for Del Toro. Um, so I thought that was pretty neat. I, I feel like, I know this has it doesn't it didn't hit quite for you and I know it didn't for a lot of people it was it was made for like 200 million dollars and only made like 400 million dollars 450 or something so I was actually surprised it even got a sequel um it just cost so much and it didn't seem to make as big of a splash as it could have but um I still really like it and I feel like it at the end of the day it is Del Toro's like love letter to old monster movies and the monster parts of it really fucking work uh, it's just the, yeah. the 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 human parts of it don't really and maybe they learned some things with that with the like the godzilla movies now where they're like oh we don't really need people they just have to fight <laughs> and fuck it you know so there yeah. you go as i was watching this movie i was like reminiscing over watching godzilla versus kong mm. but only the monster parts right because <laughs> i was just like i have I fucking love that movie so much, but only the monster parts. Right, right. Like, I don't give a fuck about any of the human shit. I love Brian Tyree Henry as an actor, but I don't really care for his part in mm-hmm. that movie. But that said, I have a blast fucking watching those particular scenes. Right, That's one totally. of those movies where I'm just like, scrub through, scrub through, scrub through. <laughs> Is that Kong? Okay, hold it. Got oh, it. there's people. <laughs> scrub through. And we're at Godzilla. Um, right. But yeah, like... Uh, I, I, I'm not trying to be like super nitpicky about this. I mean, it's me. I, I uh, can't say the word expedition. Uh, so, I, you know, take that with a grain of salt. But um, yeah, it's just like uh, in, in my brain, I thought this was going to be more fun than it was. But I really right. had a, a struggled quite a bit with the, the acting choices from a, a couple of uh, few people. It's, it's but, a lot. Uh, God, Idris Elba is good. Uh, the actress who plays... Mako. Yeah, I did it. Uh, she was good. I liked her. Um, and then Charlie Day, he was just in fully full Charlie Day mode for right. like he he it came in hot. Mm-hmm. Was that the whole time? So you the like Doctor him in with this. the? I had to warm up to him a little okay. bit because that's me too. Okay. I'm not used to seeing him as the like cocky guy, you know, mm. like oh, I got this covered or whatever his and voice he's got, like, is. Full sleeve tattoos. Yeah, I was like, is that a bad taste? Like right. that'd be like somebody having <laughs> tattoos of like the planes hitting Tower Seven. You know, that's like oh, that's fucked up. It's it's one thing to have a memorial tattoo, but it's right. like ugh, specific event. I do like this movie though for the world building where they like. It feels again like uh, a real world how we would react to kaiju is if we beat them and it's like, oh, we're going to have them on like tennis shoes and we're going to have Jaegers and they're going to be like heroes and like people are going to like have like game shows with like big, you know, plushy sort of kaiju and stuff like I feel like that's how we would react to it. Um, And maybe in that sense, yeah it is a little more acceptable in their world. But when it's like when he meets Charlie Hahnemann, he's like, oh, your brother died. Your brother, <laughs> Nancy. Oh, sorry. Yancey, was it? Yeah, that's a little harsh. Uh, it's kind of like if we had real world, like, uh, Osama Bin Laden tennis <laughs> shoes. God. <laughs> when you put oh, it that way, when you put it in the Twin Towers and this, like, oh, it's, yeah, that um, makes sense. Yeah, Pat, pretty bad. Uh, Osama Bin the shoes. <laughs> <laughs> Sold out. Yeah, can't get those. You can't Jordans. Yeah, yeah. Ugh. Better luck finding some Yeezys at this oh, point. Oh God. no, those are actually plentiful. Those you are find good. all the Yeezys you want. <laughs> pretty sure those are in a landfill at this point. 
Oh, man. Well, uh, I'm sorry that you didn't like it as much, but that's, you know, uh, teach their own. That's totally cool. I, I feel like this movie has grown on me over years, and it took that yeah. for a while. Like I said, I, I didn't like it the first time I watched it. I don't know that I watched, liked it the second time I watched it. For whatever reason, I watched it three, four, five, twenty times, and now I really like it. And it's a comfort movie for me. It's uh, in, in the same way, like I said, of those others, like Starship Troopers, like they they're cheesy in a good way for me. So, uh, yeah, just kind of works that way. But, um, yeah, I still had a blast talking about it with Same. you and everything. So, yeah. Let me ask you this. If you had to take the last three movies that we discussed, mm. so it would be Looper, Edge of Tomorrow, and then Pacific Rim. Mm-hmm. Uh, how how would you order those? How would you arrange those? Uh, how interesting. In, uh, uh, like favorite to least favorite. It's hard. Uh, I would... I, I have this struggle because there's like really good movies that I'll never watch again because they're too hard to watch. Like 12 Years mm-hmm. a Slave is my most modern example because I'm like, that movie is fucking stellar. But I'm like, it's so hard to watch that I'm like, I can't. I can't do that a lot. And it's not entertaining. It's hard. Mm-hmm. This movie is probably not as good to me as Looper, but I've seen this movie way more than Looper. Mm-hmm. Um, they probably go in reverse order for how many I've seen them, like Pacific Rim, Edge of Tomorrow, Looper for like a number of times. Uh, but I would say that Looper is the best movie out of those by far for me. And, okay. and it might go in order for just like if I were to say like best movies, I would say they go in order like uh, Looper, Edge of Tomorrow and then this one. But for what I actually enjoy the most, that one's a little harder. So I just don't watch Looper as much. It's a little more dramatic, a little more serious. Um, but I love it. These other two are, are such actiony fun and and whatever. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Kind of kind of those ways, I guess I describe, but I couldn't really pick one, you know. What yeah. about you? Interesting. I'd go Looper, Edge of Tomorrow, and then Looper again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, loop back, baby. You gotta go back. That's it's in Fair the title. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, Pacific Rim down at the end. That said, I do Fair have enough. interest in this universe, and I'm uh, my interest has been piqued by this anime. That's uh, evidently it's a Japanese Mexican American anime. Interesting. Okay. How it's uh, okay. listed. So there's yeah. a ton of those oh. out there. Yeah. Obviously, we've all seen them. Je- no, I'm not going to do it. Um, <laughs> that's probably all I can come out racist just because I'm trying to say their names together. Well, that's all right, because next week, hopefully, oh once you see it, you'll also <laughs> like this movie. But uh, next week, Scream 6, coming back for that. So uh, I'm very excited to to watch that again this week if I get a chance and then for you to see it and to, to discuss that with the world at large. So uh, definitely come back for that next week, everybody. I'm very excited. And this is Scream 6, not Screech 6. Don't <laughs> trust the asylum. Don't don't pay attention to what they're doing. Just Screech ignore that Screech 6 shit. starring uh, Dustin, Dustin from... Dustin Diamond? Uh, yeah, Dustin Diamond. Jeez. Uh-huh. Rest in pieces. Um, Absolutely. I don't know why I said that. It's not like he got chopped up or anything. That's kind of weird. We don't um, know. Maybe he <laughs> You can't prove anything. <laughs> yeah. We have to dig up the body. Well, uh, as usual, if you'd like to contact us, uh, Twitter or Instagram are the easiest ways. The rest of the stuff's in the show notes. You can rate and review us on your favorite podcast apps. Five stars is always appreciated. And please tell your friends so more people can find us. And definitely come back next week for Scream 6. Absolutely. And Excellent. like it's, it's out here in America right now. Uh, our international listeners, I don't, I don't, number one, I don't know where you live. Mm-hmm. Number two, um, you know, let me know. Okay. Uh, oh, okay. Number three. Uh, I don't, I don't know if this movie is playing in your country, uh, or like if it's coming out later, look, there's a lot of, uh, logistics mm-hmm. behind that stuff. So, uh, you might wait until you can see that movie 
uh, before you listen to the episode. Or if you don't care about spoilers, number one, weird. Two, right. Okay, that's fine. We'll still have you. Uh, come on board. We can't stop you mm-hmm. because, again, we don't know where you live, but we'd love to. We'd love to find out, though. I need to know. <laughs> I thought that you did have a a way that you could track listeners. You don't? Oh, my gosh. Steven, you, you know, I wish I could, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. I there are toilet cam extradition <laughs> rules oh, that I have no. to go by. Yeah, it's oh, a whole no. thing. Like, I wired up yours right. early on. You know, and I will see you. That was pre-pandemic, right? And so that everything has changed. You know, the world is different. The hierarchy of the universe has changed. So it's just you know, a lot of uh, uh, red tape. Mm -hmm. That's okay. I feel like uh, maybe it's for the best. You know, well, maybe it's for the best. Speaking of red, go watch Scream. Come back next week. Let's review that. Uh, very excited for that. And, uh, everybody, thank you for listening today. Uh, I had a blast discussing this with you, Brent, and I think this was a good, uh, cap to, uh, the last few weeks of, of movies. Uh, even if it wasn't the best of them, it was still, uh, kind of fit in the, th- in the theme and yeah. I don't want to ruin anything, but there is a kaiju in Scream 6. Okay. That's all I'm saying. Oh my God. So look forward to it. Okay. Everybody get back. It's just like a fun. kaiju with a tiny ass ghost face mask <laughs> on its horn. <laughs> With the voice changer and everything. <laughs> Can you see me? <laughs> Fantastic. Well, uh, I had a blast, man. Until next time, I'm Steven. I'm Brent. And let's talk later. One, two, three, record. Record. So anyway, continuing our mm-hmm. off-air conversation. Yes. Foot fetishes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm jumping right in there, man. Feet We're first. We're just going to go right for it. Yeah. Feet first there. Uh, I bring that up because uh, Amanda has joked, my wife has joked in the past about, you know, you need some extra money sometimes. And she's like, I got mm. cute feet. I can, I can sell some feet pics. I don't mind. You know, that's cool. But then today, randomly, mm. I don't know why. She just brought up mm. on her own. She was like, well, why am I the one making the foot money? What? I'm sure there's some guys out there would like your feet too. Yeah. And uh-huh. I was like, is there like a hobbit foot fetish? Is that like people looking for like honestly the hairy toes or yeah. you know? Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't think my feet are like too bad, but like they're not nice. I have tons of calluses because I just don't take care of anything in my body, and mm-hmm. so I definitely don't lotion them every night. You know, mm-hmm. for one, that'd be slippery. I have wood floors. What am I supposed to do with that? <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? There's only so many times you can do the Tom Cruise risky business exactly. slide. <laughs> Yeah, and it's if you're once. me, you're probably going to eat shit and exactly. get a concussion. That's, yeah. that's why it's ones, because you're going to fall over. Right. You mm-hmm. know, and you're in your underwear, so things are definitely going bad. It's <laughs> <laughs> an accurate representation of what Brent went through. Yeah, yeah. Anytime you have a bachelor night, of course, you have to give it a shot. Of course, mm-hmm. yeah. It's like, we go to the club. Hell, Hell no, yeah. son. <laughs> We're going to skate land. I rented out that shit. <laughs> So, uh, Grab what about yourself you? a stick of butter and some some fresh socks. Oh, baby. Talk uh-huh. about a good time. And, and a helmet. I cannot stress <laughs> this enough, guys. A helmet. Look, I know we're here to have a good time. Okay. But it's 2020. You have all the singles. Yeah. You have all the singles, but like w- safety first. Right. Okay. Yeah. We're a big safety show. You know, like we're really into Absolutely. that. Uh, we want everybody to stick around, you know, and you yeah. have previous head trauma. 
we don't need that again mm-hmm. just for a, a bit, you know? Yeah, yeah. A butter sock bit. A butter sock bit. Mm-hmm. Mm. <laughs> Tasty. Mm, butter sock. You ever go to like a... a, a cracker barrel? A, a cracker barrel. That's exactly yeah, what I was thinking. Yourself, I couldn't think of what it was called. Get yourself a butter, <laughs> butter sock bit. <laughs> Come on down. Sir, are you saying like... biscuit? Are you saying biscuit really fast? Yeah, butter sock bit. <laughs> Come on down to the gift shop. Hang out there a little bit. Get yourself a soundtrack to a movie that don't exist. <laughs> I do like the candy. They have old school candy in there. That's kind of fun. I don't trust it. You don't even trust the candy? <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't trust it. you never been to... Have you, do you go in a Cracker Barrel? Uh, sometimes. Like, uh, the food is good, mm-hmm. but, like, it's just, it may, it's too too much white people shit. It's, it just makes me it's called Cracker Barrel, guys. I know. It's called... I know. I've never seen a black person in there. Yeah, you're right. Uh, no, no. <laughs> not that they're, they're not, like, allowed, but, like, it's just, exactly. like, we... They know better. Gonna, yeah. And yeah, they're the like, People uh, of color, we, we're like, I don't, I, don't, I don't think so. That's where they keep them. Yeah. And I'm not a fan of the food. My, my grandparents... Uh, who both passed away now, but when they were alive, uh, towards the end of their years, they couldn't cook as much, you know, but they, mm-hmm. they went to Cracker Barrel so much, the wait staff knew their names. They were like, oh, literally, yeah. they ate like the same food every time. They'd like bring out their food. And they took us once, and a man and I were like, this is not good. F- like, do they think this is good Southern cooking? <laughs> it is not. It is not. It might have My- used to been, I don't know, but it's definitely not now. My bar for like is food good is like is it edible mm. and I'm like yep okay so it's pretty good like, yep let me dump this apple butter directly in my throat <laughs> well I mean apple butter is pretty good Amanda it, it is pretty too, good but yeah. we got like yeah. she got like pancakes she always gets pancakes in any breakfast place but these mm-hmm. were like super thin and like the edges were crispy as if they were actually fried like fried in mm. butter not just like griddled it was really weird. <laughs> Oh, she got jam. the pan crepes. The That's pan what it crepes. was. But yeah, she didn't pronounce it right. But for my person, the foot guy's back. We got we kicked him out <laughs> last week. He's not allowed back in. Foot guy, not allowed. Hey Stephen, could you show me your Bilbo dildo again? <laughs> Hold on, I got some cash for you. He's got one of those like change things. Oh, like the like it doles it out in the different increments. So yeah, like, yeah. like the bus. <laughs> I got five Lincolns. What's your name on it, Steve? <laughs> now, now here's the real test, though. Uh huh. Does this? How much would this gentleman pay for a feet a foot pick? Well, I I feel like it depends on what the foot's doing. I guess so. I don't know. I like. I know uh, the reason we were talking about like foot fetish stuff because <laughs> we both like it. Of course, course yeah. because. <laughs> It's not my thing. I'm yeah, not, uh, not, not into feet, but like, um, I don't know what the people who are into foot fetish stuff, like, is there a specific thing they're looking for? Or is it like, just the feet? I'm not trying to kink shame anyone, but is there like, oh, I like toes on beaches or something like that? Or like, yeah. uh, like I like hairy toes. I like uh, nicely manicured. Painted. Like, right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's probably like a variety of stuff I would imagine. So mm-hmm. for that creeper, uh, I I don't know. I don't know. I'm not sure what he would be into. I just feel like I feel like that guy's like I got I got a dollar in quarters, but I need a quarter later. 
I can't tell you why, but I can only spend 75 cents today. We're gonna go to the Nickelodeon. I like to turn the little dial. Give me something to watch. I kill a good six minutes that way. Oh, wow. Six minutes. That's pretty great. Two minutes of entertainment and then four to clean up. <laughs> now, sir, I don't want to kink shame. I just want to kink understand. Okay. <laughs> so I just have a question for you real fast. Go, go right ahead. Shoot your shot, son. Uh, when you say Nickelodeon, are mm. you are you admitting here and now that you actually live in the now defunct Nickelodeon Studios in Orlando, Florida? Only good things come from Florida, I can tell you that. And yes, I do take a presidency there. I wish people could see this. The real <laughs> slack jaw you got going on here. The thin well, lips. It's, uh, it's losing up my tendons in the war. The oh, you were a veteran. Salt. Thank you for your the service. The Beth Salt Bowl <laughs> of 2011. Oh. Perhaps, perhaps you heard about it on the news. Uh, I don't recall ever hearing about that, sir. Well, you know, I ain't going in the same circles that I do, son. I, I, I lost a lot of friends <laughs> in that war. I I certainly apologize. I I thank you for your service. I didn't know that uh, your circles. I didn't know better because your circles are different than my circles. Your circles are, I assume, the wait staff at Cracker Barrel. Yes. Yes. Speaking of circles, I've got a bunch of circle-shaped coins here for feet picks. Pop those little touches up on the oh. screen, bitch. Oh, okay. You okay? We're Do gonna take a detour. Hot sauce near you. <laughs> Do you want me to put the hot sauce on the toes? Is that a thing? Yeah. If you could drop them on your toenails and let them drip down. Oh my goodness. Toes. That's very specific. Just very slowly. I, like. I'll tell you what. A quarter a toe. So I'm only giving you three. Because you're only giving me three quarters. Alright, but you can pick the three. How about that? I'll give you 80 cents for all five. 80 cents? You're going to give me another nickel to fulfill... Yeah, I'll do it. Yeah, I'd do it for that. You're right. I would. I'm cheating. Got him. Got him again. <laughs> You're such a good bargainer, I didn't realize, man. It's really hard to argue with you. That's what a lot of people say when I'm in the back of the cop car, you know. I've gotten my way out of there so many times. I can see that. I can see that. Because of the butter. Yeah. The butter on your feet. Well, yeah, of course, you know, you got to, that's, that's why they call me Slippy Larry. That's fantastic. Wow. Well, it was great to meet you, Larry. And well, I'll uh, be here for the rest of the show. I got to see them days. Oh, welcome. That's great. I'm, I'm glad to have you on the show as another guest. That's fantastic. Yeah. Well, I gotta go. I just finished. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> Speaking of butter. Wow, he really had to go. Damn. Damn, he really got out of here fast. He can move. He really can. He really can. You'd think, like, that guy kind of, uh, it's not that he sounds like it, it's just that I imagine he probably smokes a pack, maybe two a day. But, you know, once you got butter on your feet, sometimes, if you, if you know the skills, and he's got them, mm -hmm. you know, you can make a quick getaway, that's for sure. 
he looks like when he like he's riding away, he looks like he's on one of those hoverboards where you just oh, kind of right. like stand with your feet still mm -hmm. and you're just like sliding forward but he doesn't have a hoverboard under his feet it's just sticks of butter he's like slowly sliding down the sidewalk it's just it's it's pretty impressive you know because it's like it is, yeah sidewalks are it's rough and you'd think it's not like slick enough but the butter mm -hmm. the butter does wonders yeah it really does and speaking of wonders like mm. his voice just sounds so distinct and not at all strained and right it's probably easy <laughs> for him to do yeah, I would imagine so. And mm -hmm. it's not like, you know, the person who is doing his voice is recovering from a cold or anything no, like that. No, no, so no. It's, it's not like they're making bad decisions <laughs> almost immediately for a bit that no one likes but you and I. Well, you know, that's OK, because it's just for us. And uh, and I hope he feels better, whoever that that person might be, if, if yeah. he were doing that. But he's a real person, obviously, and he just left obviously. your house. So yeah. we'll see mm -hmm. if he comes back, you know? Yeah, he's he's merely 18 inches away from me like he's moving very slow oh i thought he was moving fast was i wrong about I that i mean he he started fast but then like friction caught up to him pretty oh, quickly it did. Okay. And, you know it's still kind of cold here so the the butter isn't melting that quickly so yeah but in the summer mm -hmm. boy that that guy can fly oh my it's god by summertime it's just gonna be a skeleton on butter <laughs> <laughs> it's slowly moving down the sidewalk that's it's gonna beautiful. be beautiful beautiful absolutely that's oklahoma for you you know welcome to oklahoma yeah on his way to the, cracker barrel huh state <laughs> i called someone or i said something about being an oklahoma the other day and uh oh, yeah. i got some yeah i got some love for that oh did you yeah i think it's good it's a it's a it's a good way to say it what can i say for that texan so. boo nothing yeah. you can't do anything with that i'm an oklahoma oh okay i heard that there's a, another uh vote out to have texas secede from america uh, generally i feel it's always going on here yeah mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's interesting to me because texans i feel like most of them are proud to be americans no they're proud to be uh, texans oh that's okay 100 percent. this isn't even a bit anymore that's 100 percent true i misunderstood mm -hmm. that was how could i get that wrong right the yeah. the actual texans the native born and bred texans you ever meet uh are very much texans first american okay. second and yeah. that's a little weird yeah mm -hmm. you're right <laughs> yeah. you think. the stars and stripe no the one the star one star exactly <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's a big yeah. state i give it for that you know but uh otherwise yeah. i don't know i don't see us lasting on our own so good luck with the secession vote i'm not voting for it mm -hmm. you know but um a lot of people here are are really just ready for that and that's fine too so they need to get their butters on and they can skate down to Mexico, <laughs> I suppose. Yeah. I don't know how it works. I don't know what you do mm -hmm. when you secede. Do you actually physically move your state? Uh, I think so. I think you have to pack up all of your stuff. You chisel it out and. Yes. Yeah. Kind of get out of town, out of Dodge there. That's right. I think so. Well, yeah. I'll see you, I guess. <laughs> moving, moving away. <laughs> yeah. What if Texas did try to secede that way and became like its own island, like a big one in the middle of the Gulf? Oh, would you come visit like, me? Oh, we already have a trash island here. <laughs> <laughs> well played, sir. Well played. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, was there any sink word in there? Um, there uh, maybe. Um, hmm. What was one of the butter ones? Wasn't there some better butters in there? 
Better Butters. Better Butters. Steven, I think you just found Got it. Got it. Good. There we go. I was, I was starting ah, to sweat. I was scared. You know? Well, you're I wearing was getting a hoodie. Clipped. Yeah, I am. And a blanket. And a blanket. Yeah, and a Snuggie. A slanket? A yeah, you ever heard of that one? What is it? What is a slanket? It's slang for a Snuggie. That I'm definitely wearing. I just didn't see My wife put this on me. <laughs> of course, of course. Oh, sorry. It's like yeah. an off-brand Snuggie. A slanket. Oh, okay. You know? You know when they try, like, <laughs> oh, like, oh, this person took the good name, but there's other names. We, uh-huh. can, we can market this other ways. And what do you got? A skanket. No. A skank- <laughs> <laughs> we can't call it that just because you have to yeah. have a black light in your blankets. Uh, about That's, a slanket. Uh, That's how they got that. I mean, the, the skanket is what uh, they call one of the strip clubs down in Florida. Hey. Hey, that's not nice, man. <laughs> Oh, yeah, he's still here. That's my grandma's place. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. All, All right. right. So mm. better butter to see better butter on three. Okay. Better butter on three. One, two, three. Better, better. butter. I'm going to be here for a while. <laughs> Is he in your bathroom? I don't know, but I definitely don't want to clean up after that. I might just have to move. I might have to secede from the south. Hey, you should come down. Yeah, we're moving out, man. So and there we yeah, go. You got to get down here fast before uh, before that breaks away. Better run down there and leap on the panhandle real quick. Yeah, dude. Slap some butter in your toesies. Get yourself <laughs> yeah. down here. It's only like four hours away. Hey, man, if you need to Chris go, you need to <laughs> some Chris go. You know what? Hell yeah, dude. L P A 